Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of Movement Radio. I am Chip Hazard. I'm Talon Williams. I'm Roger Sierra. And I'm Loso. And thank you guys for joining us tonight. Uh, let's just kick it off, man. How was everybody's week this week? Everybody doing good? Go ahead, Talon. Go start your week. You said you had a story. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, yeah. It might not be funny, but okay. All right, so... As many of you guys know, for those of you who follow and stuff, I've been door dashing for about about a couple of months now, just enough to, until I can, you know, it's it's my, it's what I use to supplement my income until I'm uh, until I get a more steadier uh, job. But that's for a different discussion altogether. So anyway, I'm in Eastridge, Tennessee, driving back towards um, towards Chick Fil A, and then I get a message that they send you the notifications, and it says, "Hey, you need to go to uh, Champies to go pick up some chicken." Side note. I like Champy's chicken, too damn expensive. Um, so anyway, I pick up the chicken, and I have they once you pick up the order and you confirm the order, they uh, send you the address to the person that you got to take it to. And I look at the address, and it's it's uh I'm like, man, I recognize this address. Why do I recognize this address? And then when I actually followed that followed the uh, GPS to the address, I realized it's the old apartment complex that me and my wife, and my kids used to live in before we moved into this house. It ha- it also happens to be the same uh building the same building within the complex that me and my wife and my kids lived in so the way the way the layout is is our our apartment was on the bottom there was there was a couple above us then across the street was another lady but the but the uh the the apartment right next to us there was never anybody in there it was always under some type of construction or something right at least it was when we when we left that was like two and a half years ago anyway so I get there and it's somebody's living there now and I had to deliver that food to them. So I get out the car, I walk up the driveway, I sit the food in front of the door and then you have to take a picture because it's contactless delivery. So you take a picture letting them know, hey, your food's here, you know, then I can do the process. As I walk back through, the the door to my old apartment opens up and out came this lady. She's about 50 something years old, something like that, right? And she came out with me with this wild look in her face. She went, looked back, looked at me. He goes, who are you? I've never seen you around here before. Who the hell are you? Like, Excuse me? What? She goes, I know you don't live here. Who are you? Who are you working for? What are you doing? I'm like, ma'am, I, I work for DoorDash. I was just delivering food to this apartment. And she was like, you don't, no, you don't. You don't work for DoorDash. I know people that work for DoorDash. You don't work for DoorDash. Who the hell are you? What are you doing here? And I'm like, uh, calm down. I told you why I was here. And I even showed her on the phone, like, hey, See, this says DoorDash. I work for DoorDash. I'm delivering a meal. And she was like, well, you need to leave. You need to leave right now. I don't give a damn who you are. You need to get the hell out of here right now. I'm like, fine, I'm leaving anyway. I take two steps away and the lady goes, don't you walk away from me while I'm talking to you. Bitch, you just told me to walk away. Like, what the fuck? And then she just starts yelling and screaming. And all this. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm not dealing with this shit. I turn around and as I walk away, I'm, I said, bye, Karen. And I said it in jest, right? I'm like, bye, Karen. And then she audibly screams how the fuck do you know my name i was like i just kept walking i just kept walking i went straight to the car i got in there and as i'm driving away this woman is standing at her door mean mugging the shit out of me just like this her or uh her, her, her shoulders back her white frizzy ass hair hanging down it was i gotta get the fuck out of here i immediately was like don't ever send me back to this apartment complex again i'm not going back that bitch is crazy and then come to find out, I told my wife this story and she goes, oh yeah, you, you know that bitch is like a conspiracy theorist and stuff. I'm like, how the hell do you know? She's still friends with a girl that lived upstairs in the apartment and she told her, hey, she uh, goes, I wish you guys were still living here. The bitch below us is crazy. 
now I don't have crazy snitches really. So, so there's that. There's the Karen story. That that's it's my only interaction with a Karen I think I've ever had in my entire. Well, I, I probably had more and probably didn't know it. But yeah, it was a pretty uh pretty weird experience. I don't ever want to go back there again. It was it was weird. I'll just say it, it might not be funny, but it was pretty fucking weird. So that's 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 my Karen story for the week. What else did you do this week? Or was that your big moments? Uh oh, that's one of the big moments. Oh, I, I'll tell you something that happened today. So I was out in Brainerd and I had to uh, pick up a box of Krispy Kreme donuts. And uh it was like a little hard on it. It was like a it was for a Valentine's Day gift, right? So I get the donuts and I go over here to Fort Oglethorpe where I'm dropping them off at. And I pull up to the house. I drop them off at the front door because they're not for, they're for somebody else. They're not for the person who ordered them, right? Take a picture, do the whole deal. As I'm walking back to my car, there's a neighbor like doing something in his yard. And he goes, hey, fella, how you doing, buddy? You okay? I'm like, I'm doing good, sir. How about yourself? He goes, oh, I see you brought some Krispy Kreme donuts. You got a little lady friend in there I need to know about? I'm like, no, sir. I just worked for that DoorDash. I just dropped off the donuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they all say. I'm like, excuse me? He goes, yeah, that's what they all say. Had a fella come in here two nights ago with some Taco Bell. Don't think I know what don't think I don't know what's going on in that house, young man. I know she's a hoochie and walk back in his house. Where do I fucking live? <laughs> I got in the car and drove off. So that happened today, as a matter of fact. It was a weird one. You should have been um, like, Yeah, that's what's going on here. I call her my cream pie because I always leave it stuffed. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. There you go. I mean, she did. She it, it was uh, twelve dozen chocolate cream filled donuts. So I bet it I was. That would have. It would have. I bet it would have fit. Yes, absolutely. I bet it was. Uh, other than that, though, were they you know, were, were they Claire's? <laughs> they were not Claire's. Maybe, maybe I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I just know what was in the box because of what the description on the ticket was. That's all I know. You know, so you, what I'm you looked in the box. No, oh, they were the donuts. They were donut sticks. My bad. They were donut sticks. No, no. But uh, other than the two instances with the Karen and the nosy ass neighbor, it's been a good week. You know, caught up on some anime, caught up on some wrestling. Uh, <laughs> uh, other than that, you know, pretty much just standard week. You know, <laughs> just door dashing and you know trying to make make me some extra money and stuff and a lot of shit around the house doing laundry doing dishes you know all that extra shit trying to get the uh tr getting ready for this weekend and stuff so you know that's pretty much it other than the other than doordash i have probably, i live a pretty boring existence if you guys can't figure that out all right well loso what you do for your uh great week man uh my daughter friday was on the homecoming court so she didn't Congrats win but you know she enjoyed herself thank you uh, just been trying to take care of these college tours coming up. Well, a college tour for her where she's going to go to school, trying to get that out the way and figure stuff out. But other than that, man, just been easy, just working. Caught a quick, you know, little bug this weekend, kind of sucked. But while I was down, caught up on a, caught up on a lot of shit. Got, I finished the, uh, the little, uh, 11 episodes they dropped for the new Seven Deadly Sins. So, I can speak on that if y'all want me to. Uh, caught up on, well, I just watched the third episode of Solo Leveling. I have not fully caught up on it. And man, watched a couple little documentaries. I watched the, the Bubba Wallace documentary. It was pretty cool. Watched a little NASCAR documentary. Just been trying to watch different stuff. Uh, 
I watched the Maradona. I didn't know he was coaching in Mexico down there in the league, so I've been watching that. So it's pretty cool. I was like, huh. I mean, he was, yeah. but he ain't no more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, know I, I, I ain't finished it. I'm still in the last episode, so. Well, spoiler alert, he did. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, that's like, right. Maradona did pass away. You know, like three years ago. Oh, yeah, because this was a uh, that was his last season. Yeah, this was because the episode I left off on, he was going through the the doctor stuff, but he wasn't telling nobody. They were just thinking he was flaking on the team. But yeah. he was, he finally let them know. He's like, "Look, I'm gonna be back. I promise you." So a pretty good little documentary, you know what I'm saying? Because they shitted on him really hard because you know cocaine habit, and he went to coach down in Sinaloa, Mexico. They're like, "Oh man, this straight cartel." All the cocaine, so he's on a relapse, blah, blah, blah. But while he was down there, dude, dude made a difference in his team. Like, he did pretty good. So before, you know, he had, what, two seasons, I think, with them? I think it was, well, it was a short stint. Yeah, mm-hmm. it wasn't too long. 2018, 2019, yeah, so. Yeah. Cocaina. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, he wasn't involved in that. That was that man, superpower. Who was that? Oh, who yeah, was back that? in the day. Yeah, who was that? No, who was that one soccer player who uh, who who got killed because he scored an own goal? That was Andres Escobar. Andres Escobar. Yeah, yeah, Escobar. Yeah, Andres yeah, Escobar. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that guy. <sighs> that thirty for thirty documentary one. was. Whew, yeah, that's a good one too. That thirty for thirty is a good one. Yeah, I see that. The one. two Escobars. The two Escobars. Yeah. yeah. The last the last thirty for thirty I I remember watching was uh Bullies of Baltimore about the two thousand Baltimore Ravens. That was a good one. I think I seen that one, but I think the last one I watched was the, the Jordan one where he just shitted on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the last dance. That was a- Scotty Pippen put himself out there. <laughs> then he wants to cry about it. I'm like, bro, like, you you exposed yourself. Like, hmm. can't get mad at Jordan for this one. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, man, like I said, peaceful week going to work, recovering. I'm feel better today. So that's good, oh, man. man. How about you, Chip? What you uh What'd you get into this week? Oh, I mean, this week I caught up on um, uh, Formula One's Drive to Survive on Netflix, waiting on the new season of that to come out. Huge, hey, huge question. Formula One fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started that also. I'm on season one. Is it okay. really good? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because the NASCAR one was only six episodes. I see this is like six seasons deep. So, yeah. So, so I was going to speak on the NASCAR one. As well, because I started it as well. It's uh, good. So it's good. The NASCAR one is a direct ripoff of Thank you. Drive to Survive. Um, Formula One's been doing it. Uh, Formula One and Netflix have been doing it for six seasons, or they've got five seasons out. The sixth season comes out later this month on the twenty uh, third, I believe. Uh, and so Netflix partnered with NASCAR and was like, hey, let's do this kind of thing for you guys as well. Uh, and I'll be honest, I don't know anything about NASCAR other than they drive left. Michael Jordan owns a team. 23 and one. Michael Jordan and Danny Hamlin own a team together. Yeah. So and- it, it deals mainly with that. This I don't know if they're going to drop anymore, but... This first couple episodes deals with Danny Hamlin and him racing for Joe Gibbs racing and, mm-hmm. and him owning a team at the same time. And yeah. apparently Dale, Dale Jr. was the only or Dale Earnhardt, I guess, senior was the only one that's ever done that. So, but, isn't yeah. that, but, but, is, 
but isn't that a conflict of interest in a way? Like, I mean, well, not, right, you're, not, you're right. It, it is. It is morally because Danny Hamlin speaks on it a couple of times because he's like, do I help, you know, my team or do I help my team, my team, my company? So it's like, right. but he's still got to win races. He's like, but I still got to make money. I still got to, you know, race. I'm going to say, uh, the way I see exactly. it is you get, you, you get paid and then you ain't got to pay your team because the money is just going straight through. There you go. Well, he doesn't drive for his team. He's got Bubba Wallace and Tyler Reddick driving his team. But right I'm saying, now. like, he for himself, he gets paid for a, by another team, and then his yeah, sponsorship, he gets paid by Joe Gibbs, and then that yeah. money can go to pay his players, and he get, he gets his sponsorship money. Yeah, yeah. So, he, he also got to split it with Jordan. He's not just solely him neither, because it's 2311 yeah. is the name of the company. Yeah. Uh, so, so the third thing I was going to say about that is I think Denny Hamlin might be my favorite NASCAR driver and I've never watched a race. <laughs> that, dude is, that dude is cocky and arrogant, but backs it up. Like he literally goes out on track and, and wins. And you see that in this, this NASCAR series. Um, so I, I watch, I caught up on, uh, drive to survive I'm, you know, six episodes deep on the NASCAR series. Um, watched uh, the newest episode of Delicious in Dungeon, which if you guys haven't seen that one yet, oh, oh it's, yes, it's so it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, The latest episode of Solo Leveling, if you guys, Loso, I know you said that um, you hadn't caught up yet. But the way they left off episode five, like I'm itching to watch episode six right now. On that cliffhanger with the damn spider. What are you doing? No, you're good. You watched it. (laughs) No, you're good. Uh, But I do, I I did like how on the third episode of Solo Leveling, they finally do start explaining some of what's going on. Because I was, the first two episodes, I was like, what is really going on? Cause somebody asked me about it and I was like, I really can't explain it to you. I said, you're just going to have to watch it because I can't explain it to you at all. Like, it's this dude getting killed and the whole team of hunters getting that... slaughtered up and some survive and run off. But everybody else catches the blades and fire beams and everything else. I'm like, packed up. That yeah, second, yeah, they got packed the, up real the, good. The, yeah, that second episode was just a weird, weird episode. And then how it, how it ends, you know, with that axe coming down and you're just like, it, don't tell me they're fixing to the kill off one the kill off the main guy before you know and then third episode rolls around then you hear it's like oh now you you know basically he's reborn in a sense you know and it's like man you're like i i'm four episodes in i totally forgot to watch the fifth episode i thought i was all caught up and then i was like oh shit they got a fifth episode and then i actually I, I cheated a little bit. I actually just read the synopsis. I didn't actually get a chance to watch it, but yeah. uh, you, you you were missing so much by yeah. reading the synopsis. Like it's so beautiful. Well, I only I only read the synopsis for just that episode. I'm gonna go back and yeah. rewatch it. I just you know, uh, I, it's it's so beautiful in the way that they laid it out and everything because mm-hmm. it, it literally starts with him in one place and then ends with him in a completely different place. And completely different mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and and I'm I'm saying that because since you guys haven't watched it, I, I'm sure Roger has. Yeah, but uh, but since Loso and Talon, you guys haven't watched it. I don't want to spoil too much, but it 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 literally is like going from A to Z. 
in, in one episode. I'm still going to watch it. Whatever. I'm still going to watch it, so <laughs> yeah. it don't matter to me. Right. I'm just uh, one of them. Like I'm just like, okay, I'm still going to watch it. I mean, if, if you're cool with it. So it starts off with him like in a hospital and like for whatever reason he's in the hospital but he's also like kind of working out well remember he's, to... he's well that's what he was doing in episode three yeah, he's was, he was boosting up his stamina figuring out yeah. his abilities yeah. and how to move maneuver the screens and whatnot yeah uh and, and then it's, it's funny because they got all these nurses like around and they're all like fawning over him and how like good he looks and everything because he's like super jacked now like they show him without his shirt on and like dude is like super jacked he's like, also gotta... taller <laughs> yeah yeah oh um, yeah. and then like he gets a phone call and dude on the other side is like hey you missed rent this week uh but we can roll it over or whatnot and he's like no man i i got you and uh then he signs up for like a c-rank dungeon and uh, they're so going through the dungeon. Well, I was say, is, it, the setup for it is he meets up with a group, and the group is six guys. So to go into a C rank, you have to at least have eight people. Yes. But it's a group of six that always go together, and then they hire two freelancers. And the group is weird oh, okay. because they have they have magic users, but they have no healers. So they have warriors and he and mages, but no healer. And then they hire on um uh. I always want to call him Jin uh, Sinwu. It's Jinwu. It's Jin um, Jinwu. Yeah, yeah. Jinwu. They hire, they hire him on, and they hire another D rank guy that's also suspicious looking because he's got this great armor on, and Jinwu even yeah. says like, "How is this guy a D rank guy, and he has that kind of armor?" It's sort of weird. But then they make um, Jinwu and the other guy, I forget his name, sign a contract, pretty much stating that they don't get any of the spoils to the cave or anything like that you're just there to help out pretty much to fill up in numbers hmm. yep uh like they, you also they forgot, get got well you forgot also you obviously you skipped over him with the key because that's after the key yeah that's episode four yeah we're, we're only episode talking five. about episode five yeah we talked about oh, episode okay, four okay. last week oh okay 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 mm-hmm. where he fought a bunch of fucking lichens and then that weird ass <laughs> snake thing okay yeah okay okay um so yeah then they go they go into this dungeon and uh well the one thing that roger didn't so signing the contract they got like a base pay they didn't have to do anything and they got that pay but they're going down and they're fighting these ants or whatnot i I think it was ants right they Uh, look they weren't ants because they showed us ants in the first these were like i mean i guess maybe june bugs more like it so they were just like beetles almost no, they were even beetles. They were insect. No, but yeah. um, um, but real quick, no. So they they go into K or the dungeon and like there's they can't see the enemy, but there's tons of burrowing holes everywhere, and they're all freaking out because they don't know where the enemy's coming from. And Jin was just standing there like, oh, I know where they're coming from now. Like, yeah, stop showing off your superpowers already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's like, they're coming from above, so they like dispel all these these insects that come down and attack them but then they they notice that these insects some of them have been attacked by something else but they don't know what Mm -hmm. uh so they traverse deeper into the the uh dungeon and they find this big ass cave full of mana crystals Mm -hmm. uh and that's where you see the end 
boss of the dungeon. But within doing that, the the other dude, not Jin Woo, but the other dude with the really cool armor, he was like, hey, uh, this contract that we signed says X, but these mana crystals don't really fall into that, so we should split that. And the leader of the group's like, yeah, sure, okay. Um, but we forgot some gear back at the beginning of the dungeon, so you guys wait right here. We're going to go take get that gear and come back. Then they blow up the entrance to the dungeon and leave them there with the boss. Set them up. And then it cuts off. Well, so so basically you're saying that the lesser ranked left the uh, higher ranked ones in there. No. No. Higher ranked left the lesser ranked? Yes. So the group of six left the two uh, freelancers. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. But the thing that didn't make any sense is they said they left their gear at the beginning and everything like that, but they literally had Jin Woo carrying two backpacks of gear that had mm. axes and shovels and everything. I was like, first of all, I'd be like, yo, what you mean you love gear? I got the gear right here. Ain't nobody yeah, but nobody. But um, we had a flashback of Jin Woo talking to the the leader of the first hunt when they went into that dungeon the guy that lost his arm. Um, yes. And he was telling him yeah. about there are certain hunting groups that sort of do this because when it goes to dungeons, since there's no surveillance camera or anything like that, and accidents happen, people set other people up so they could take the bounty or pretty much take finish the cave off or the dungeon, whatever, and then collect the reward. And they've gotten, they can technically fill their number quota, but then they get the extra split from those other people being dead. Damn. Yeah. So, so this group's a setup group. And then. It literally cuts off with us looking at the giant spider. Mm. Yep. And I like, in the way they cut it off, like, I, it's just like, give me episode six now. See, um, I'm going to be so mad if they do this all season long where the fucking episode ends before the boss battle. Because fuck you guys, just give me a boss battle during an episode. Yes. Yes. No. Uh, so, uh, the other thing this week is... uh. Uh, my youngest son turned six. We had his birthday party. He had a blast. He got some some really cool stuff out of that. And uh, I, I picked up uh, another Funko Pop. Uh, show that to you real quick. That's really dope. cool. Yeah. Uh, it's from uh, Naruto Shippuden. So it'll go uh, up here. Don't knock it over. Nope. No, he knocked Tanjiro over. I knocked Tanjiro over. We'll move him. Nezuko! Nezuko! There you go. There you go. Let's move him down here. There we go. So. Yeah. All right. But yeah, that's that's basically been my week. What about you, um, Raj? Um... I'm trying to think. I really didn't do much. Um, I really didn't do much. Uh, I got fucking. I got a horrible migraine over the week. Uh, during the week too, shit sucked ass. Um, watched some anime. Uh, in between, I I watched actually a couple movies on Netflix that I've been wanting to watch, but I never actually got a chance to watch. Um, when they first came out, and that was the Snowman with Michael Fassbender. Pretty much the setup is, um, the serial killer is killing these unmarried mothers who have either like a failing relationship or are getting a divorce something like that um and he's killing them 
and then he's making snowmen that look at the house and then he gets to a point where the killers get so aggressive he starts chopping off the women's head and putting them on as the snowman's head Ooh. um yeah really fucking psychological poor man and shit really good okay. fucking movie um it's sort of slow to begin with which i really like because it sets up a lot of the the story and everything but then it gets like later on when it the last 30 minutes it picks up but it's not too rushed or anything i feel like it was actually paced well the whole entire time um there's that one and then um in the middle of it they sort of connect two stories into one i don't want to say what the secondary story was because it was kind of trippy because when i first was watching it i thought the stuff was happening at the same time and then you find out <laughs> this thing and this thing things, and I was like, oh fuck threw me off um the other movie that i watched was postcard killers also on netflix um this one has jd morgan you know uh for you you fans uh it's negan from walking dead um uh, but i know him from watchmen of course but uh he plays a brooklyn cop who you, you mean you, you, you mean bruce banner's daddy or bruce wayne's daddy bruce wayne's daddy yeah <laughs> the guy from supernatural he isn't supernatural, I think. Yeah, yeah he I he's I in the very first it. episode. I don't, I don't watch Supernatural. <laughs> I, I've never watched. It. I just know yeah. he's in it. Sorry, I've seen. I've seen the first episode. <laughs> but um, he's he's a Brooklyn cop whose daughter was on vacation in Europe, and um, she and her husband get murdered. And the way they were murdered is very symbolic. They were actually they actually had all their blood drained. They had some of their limbs cut off. And they were posed, and the way they were posed relates to an old Italian Renaissance painting, I think. So the postcard killers give out, they write out the killing, like they write out to a journalist, and it shows the location of, like, it. the postcard is the city of where the murder happened. And then they write out, like, a quote or something that relates to a painting. And the whole thing is, like, every time there was somebody killed, there was something left over from the killing before. And there's also, like, a symbolism to... Like each killing sets up the next one and it all plays a part of this giant thematical thing about um unrequested love uh, unrequitable love i think is what they say something like that um it's really trippy it's really good it's super graphic but not in a bad way um like the people are posed in weird murdered way or anything like that and there's a part in the middle where you think you know who the killer is and they fucking swerve you and i was like oh shit okay cool but no it's got him in it and um he pretty much goes through most of the big cities in Europe because there's just massive murders everywhere and it's very poetic overall, but uh, damn, the damn thing left me on a cliffhanger and I'm pissed off. But other than that, that that's that in anime. That Delicious Dungeon, great, of course. Um, Solo, when we talked about, Metallic Rouge, um, I watched The Sign of Affection and um, still have not started Undead, Unwanted Adventure, or Unwanted Undead Adventure. I think uh, yeah. that would finish. That one's really good. I I enjoy it. Uh, I, I'm not caught up on it yet. I'm one episode behind, uh, but you'll like it. Okay. I cool. watched I I watched uh I watched episode one of Spy Family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I love it, dude. I love Spy Family. I, that's that's my that's my next one. Um, I gotta I gotta get Kyle to watch Kyle uh, Piper to watch it next and see Malachi still Malachi still going through Hunter Hunter right now. So. You know, he's he's almost done with season one. So, you know. All right. Well, real quick, uh, that was our week. So we're going to go through just a couple of the anime. Oh, we all watched the Dungeons. We're going to go review that. 
All right, guys. So we're back with the next segment, and this time we're going to talk about uh, Delicious in Dungeon. Um, everybody did watch the episode, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, so I'm going to go kick it off real quick. Delicious in Dungeon still the number one anime for me this winter 2024 season. Um, it is better than Solo Leveling, which I, I still think it'll be one of the bigger animes overall. But right now, Delicious in Dungeon is overtaking it um, easily. Uh, this episode was very... It was very informative and retrospective, uh, mm-hmm. I think. Um, we learned a lot more about pretty much all oh Laos and Marcel and um Senshi um overall. Uh, I still wanna know who the fuck Senshi is because I wanna know how he's been here longer than the portal and what he's been doing longer than the dungeons been around technically. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I have the I same have, thought. I have a theory. I have a theory. Is he the mad mage? No, I don't think he's the mad mage. I think Uh, he lived in the castle before it was turned into the dungeon. The dungeon, yeah. Which would make sense because he knows everything about it. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you, if this man was a real life chef, you ain't fucking with him on any level. (laughs) No. Nope. This man. This this guy's a salt bay of anime. That's who he is. This man made (laughs) bugs look good and everything. Man. Fucking ghost guts, whatever you thought out there. I I thought the funniest shit was like they separated the good bugs from the bad bugs. Oh, that that, that got me. And then he was like, he threw it and he was like, hey, you know that's real treasure, right? No, he's like, why would you eat real treasure? Why would you eat real treasure? Yeah, and he's like, like, the man don't believe Bro. in money because he lives uh, in, the t- in the dungeon right <laughs> hey look we'd have been throwing hands yeah we would have been throwing hands We're like look i know you might cook and everything but <laughs> but uh i think the most informative part about this episode is that we found out that um shit what's her name um what is Laos's sister's name? Shit, I forgot. Uh, um, oh, something with an F. Um, Fallon. 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 Yes, yes. Sorry, Fallon is apparently a high-level mage and can cast spells with the greatest of ease. So she probably has a lot of fucking mana. Yeah. Yeah. And all she's got to do is just hug. Um, yeah, she doesn't have to speak, which is she doesn't have to speak. She just hugs somebody, and then the ghost leaves. She exercises by hugs. Exercises like, by hugs. Like that's crazy. But they all they had to do was hug Linda Blair, and the nightmare, the nightmare would have been over. Like but, I mean, <laughs> but they, bad example. I'm sorry. But they also said that uh, she was able to just um, cast like the protection spells, also by just like walking by without really casting spells. So it's kind of ridiculous how strong she overall is. Yeah. So maybe she did survive the dragon. That's what I'm thinking. She's probably. She is the dragon now. She killed the dragon, became the dragon. Yeah. <laughs> So what do you guys thought about this uh this week's episode? I enjoyed Dude, it. I, I want some of that sorbet. I yeah, do too. Sorbet. I do too. <laughs> I've never wanted to eat bugs more in my life. I want to try that it. burger. I want to try that yeah, burger. Yep. That jewel burger, that bug mm-hmm. burger. That jewel burger. Yes. That bug burger. Also, it also okay. it also teaches you uh, I also kind of like figured out like nothing seem, it is what it seems to appear in this show. Like everything's just Pretty much like the roots at the beginning. Remember, he used them to cook with, and they're yep. like, "What?" Like, pretty much everything in the castle seems to have a purpose in it. Yep. Yeah. And it, uh, the episode starts off with like a different group of people all together. Yeah, that was the cool part. And I was thinking, okay, maybe this group is going to meet up with uh, they met Playhouse, up. and you know, well, 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like for real, and like they like go together and like do yeah. They no, oh, okay. they. But I was gonna say because own... they they for real met up. <laughs> they didn't know they met up, but yeah, they met up. Um, but no, uh, one of the one of the key element that I think that I think may, maybe some people did overlook it was the only reason why uh, Laos knew that something was weird was his sword kept on. Well, he kept know, the uh, the weird bug thing. Yeah, he kept the weird bug thing in the sword. Yeah, yeah. And then that's why he he knew, you know. And then, and then that's when Senshi's like, oh. Well, I I wonder if it's the sense that uh, other mimic creatures sense other mimic creatures. I think that's what he's trying to say. They didn't really tell us, but he kept trying to feed that thing. <laughs> it was the funniest thing over and over again. But yeah. one other key thing that I forgot to mention is that since she explains that there is, like in our world, there's religious from everywhere still. Because he was talking about Christianity, Judaism, um, Egypt mythology, Greek mythology. When he was making the um, holy water sorbet, yeah, the holy water sorbet. So, what you think, Loso? What you think about the episode? It was a good episode. I've I've enjoyed every episode so far. Like I said, it's the character building is good. Uh, nothing nothing seems rushed. Quirky as hell, which you know, what I'm saying I like goofy shit. So, right, you know, it's it's it's, it's a good one. And as far as like food anime, like I'm, I don't know, like I've seen like all five seasons of uh, Food Wars. Wars, so it's kind of hard right now to say this is better than Food Wars at the moment. But it's runner up right now. It's 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 really good for five episodes, so I've enjoyed it so far. It is like the ultimate survivor kind of anime in a sense it's like oh, you're in this you're in this space you don't know anything about anything you got you actually you know thank god you found senshi when you did because now he can help you oh i'm gonna teach you how to cook and teach you how to eat this nasty shit especially with with marcel like really hating like violently hating the fact that she has to eat monsters and bugs and all this extra shit but then once she i find it so funny she bitches and cries and complains about it until she eats it and then she loves it it's like we've been through this several, several times over the course of the last five episodes. You're you're still apprehensive about eating this some of this shit. Like, like get it through your head. It, the shit that he's he since she knows what the fuck he's doing at this point. You well, know? I remember they talked about the they ate bugs on the surface and she didn't like it. Right. Yeah. And so she explained Well, no, she didn't she didn't have a problem because I guess it was surface bugs instead of dungeon bugs. Dungeon bugs, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like she, yeah. It's weird. I don't get it. Uh, what yeah. I don't get is what I will not get, but I'm kind of waiting for them to actually reveal Laos and how he, because the more and more you think about it, okay, how do you know you can eat these monsters for one? Two, well, he, you want to eat the... like armor and shit. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, dude, like, there's something about his ass. And like I said, whenever they ask him the question about taking over and being the master of the castle, you know, going after that mage, he kind of acted dumb. And they was like, oh, yeah, I kind of heard about that, too. You know, mm-hmm. so well, he just wants to know suspicious about Buddy. Well, he knows about eating the monsters because he had a book about eating yeah. monsters. They revealed well, that. Well, yeah, I get, I get that, episode. that he has the monster recipe. Well, is it a, even a recipe book or is it just tells it's a, you? It's you a know, dungeon survival her. book. Yeah. Because it's like so very it just basic. tells you what monster and their attributes and what. Wait, what you like there? You can eat them, but it doesn't tell you how to cook or anything like that. So it's just a survival thing. 
Oh, yeah, um, we figured then, that one out in the first episode. He couldn't. And then they, sh- then they showed us how he got his armor, and that's why he was afraid of um, um, living armor in the fourth episode? Third, fourth episode, yeah. Yeah, third or fourth episode. Yeah. Yeah, whenever they were in that little room and they were all mm-hmm. attacking them. Yeah, so, I mean, everything's been explained for him. And, I mean, he just wants to be an adventurer. Besides the sword. No, he, Besides he the could, sword. We know we got the sword from that room, but why does it act weird towards the bugs? It has one of the it has one of the bug it. things in it. It has one of those yeah. creatures in it. It has one of the creatures from the living armor from episode yeah. three. That's why he was still yeah. in the sword. So why didn't they tell his team? That's, because a, that's he, what I'm saying. Like he he he, uh, he didn't want them to try to kill it or anything like that. Right. I mean, he even named it. It's Kinsuke. Yeah. Yeah, Kasuga. He thought the yeah, whole time he I, I kept thinking of a name for it. It was so hilarious like, seeing him trying to think of a name for that thing. He but didn't no, care about nothing else either. Nope. At that moment, nothing mattered. But besides getting that name, yo, yeah. Also, uh, the uh, I was going to say the other thing was uh, Senshi with the sorbet. He he named it Exorcist Sorbet. Yep. <laughs> Charles, you were saying something? Oh, I was uh, I was just gonna say like <laughs> I, I I heard I was listening to the to to the voice of Fallon also and I kept thinking like I heard her voice from somewhere. Where did I where have I heard this voice from? Because you know, and I, I and I started like like trying to think of like she's she sounds familiar, and then it didn't hit me until uh uh Piper uh we were we were in our room and uh she was uh we were we were watching old demons, we were watching like season one of Demon Slayer. And she heard the vo- she she uh, heard uh, Shinobu, and I was like, "Wait, that voice sounds fast. So I looked it up, and the the exact same uh, voice act voice actress that does Shinobu does Fallon in this in this. I'm like, that's crazy, you know. Like it's like you know, it, you know, I, I didn't I didn't put two and two together until after I learned. It. I was like, shit. And then I'm then I'm gonna think like, well, who else voice acting in this that I know from like other animes now and stuff. You know, it, it it's interesting how voice actors like and we, we've talked about when we when we were at uh uh con was it con Nuga or was it matrotham con i think it was when we did matrotham con uh when we talked to uh vic and uh quentin flynn how you know coming up with different voices for the characters like i didn't know until that uh until matrotham con when uh when we uh when we talked to uh quentin like i didn't even know that he did the voice of raiden i'm sorry uh raiden from uh Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. I was like, Solid, "What the? Yeah. yeah." I was like, "Wow!" Like, it's like you never know, you know. I just thought I thought I thought it was an interesting connection that Shinobu and Fallon were bo- both voiced by the same actress. I thought that was pretty cool. Yes. Any uh, anybody got any final thoughts on? I guess uh, Delicious and Dungeons greatness. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I still have to give it an A plus. Yeah. Like, like for me right now, it's it's like. 1A, 1B between Delicious Dungeon and Solo Leveling. Uh, Delicious Dungeon being 1A and Solo Leveling being 1B uh, of the new animes that I've been watching. I love it. I, I think it's one of the, I think it's one probably one of the better anime shows that I've seen in a long time. Oh yeah, I agree with that. Los, you, Los? you uh, to the same? <laughs> I told you, it's, I, I gave my opinion as far as like, you know, the genre of it being a cooking anime compared to you know food wars is is up there and it's only like I said we five episodes deep only so yeah uh, we got a lot to go (laughs) um all right so from here we're moving on to our next segment which is the our little wrestling segment so we'll be talking about 
um, the aftermath of the Rumble, and also doing a quick summary up of um, NXT Vengeance Day. So, lo and behold, WWE is apparently trying to take a book out of AEW's uh, little story for some reason. Um, what guys? When, remember when we said we don't make wrestlers be executives and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Because they'll book themselves and. Yep, and that is exactly what has happened. So the big story this week in wrestling is not Cody Rhodes winning the Rumble and going to Mania to challenge Roman, but Cody Rhodes winning the Rumble and going to Elimination Chamber, challenging Roman to lose to Roman so Rock and Roman can face each other at WrestleMania. For the title. For the title. And not the title of head of the table, but the actual championship belt. But so... so this is what I've read this week is so Cody's going to challenge Roman at elimination chamber lose again. So he doesn't finish that story. Mm -hmm. Then he goes on to challenge Seth at mania mania. If if Seth comes back. Yeah. And, and the current plan is to have him win the world heavyweight championship. Then at SummerSlam challenge Roman in a, Yes, you guessed it right. In a match to combine the titles again. So you created a title just to combine it again. Yep, because uh, this is what they get again. This is what happens you let wrestlers book themselves. Um, And yes, uh, Chip also said something earlier. This is the speculations, but apparently in the deal for The Rock to become the face of TKO Entertainment um, and be on the board, which he's not on the fucking board. He's a marketing manager, pretty much, uh, with a fancy title. But he is the face of this venture now. He said that he had to be in the main event of WrestleMania. Yes. And I think it's kind of, of a stupid, repeated mistake because the other guy that was trying to finish his story, CM Punk, got dicked the same way that Cody's getting dicked right now. Yep. yep. CM Punk lost his chance to re- main event WrestleMania in a triple threat match. Um, don't know why you couldn't have done a triple threat with those guys, but we had a Cena Rock number two without CM Punk there. And then now we're doing Roman Reigns versus The Rock, but no Cody Rhodes in the middle of this. And I think it's funny that somebody posted it since it's WrestleMania 40, they're doing the same thing. Um, they're doing the same that every 10 manias, they're doing the same thing. So at WrestleMania 20, it was the triple threat match for the title where they had the underdog, uh, Benoit, against the two bigger names, Triple H and Sean. Um, and they're doing their story because their story was they were finishing their story against each other because Sean came back, Triple H did the backstab thing, blah blah blah. And then Sean, Triple H, uh, sorry, Chris Benoit got thrown in the middle of it and he was a scrappy underdog. 10 years later, WrestleMania 30, Randy Orton. Baptista, they're doing their story, trying to do their thing. Who do you throw in the mix? Daniel Ryan, the young uh, scrappy underdog. WrestleMania 40, I guess we're doing the same fucking thing. It's worked every every 10 marks. What was WrestleMania 20's uh, main event? Was that a triple threat also? WrestleMania 20's was a triple threat. 10. 10 wasn't a triple threat, but Yokozuna did wrestle twice. He oh, wrestled yeah, Luger garbage. and then he wrestled then he wrestled Bret Hart in the main event. Luger match, God. Basically, <laughs> basically what they did at WrestleMania 10 
was fix the bullshit that Hulk Hogan ruined at WrestleMania nine. Yeah, which so that's stupid. that's basically what they did uh, then. Luger didn't need to be there, and fucking Bretton Yoko. Well, he wasn't. He, well, he wasn't fucking getting over like they thought he was going no. to. Everyone thought that the Les Express and Lex Luger being Mister the, the new Mister America because we didn't know they didn't know if Hogan was going to be coming back again or not, and that whole line of horseshit. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah. So WrestleMania forty, maybe we're gonna have the scrappy other dog. Uh, Cody Rhodes going against the big guys who have to finish their story that never tightly started. <laughs> um, the only yeah. match, the only match that we know, like nothing's set in concrete except for one match. No, right two now matches. For what other match was announced? The Rock and Roman was officially. Well, okay, so they did officially make that match for Mania. Already. Yeah, I can remember uh, Cody Rhodes said he's not challenging Roman at WrestleMania. Yeah. Somebody else is doing yeah. that. Okay, and so okay, then we have two, which is yeah. the Rock and Roman and Bailey and Bailey EO. EO, which so. that segment was fucking painful to watch. It was very painful to watch. I think it would have made more sense for Bailey to say that you know, basically, but pretty much saying that you know she's going to go after Rhea, blah 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 blah, and then have the rest of the damage play, uh, damage control jumper, which would make sense for her to turn babyface. No, what I think it should have happened is she would they would have been out there, she was doing her spill thing and everything like that, and Rio would have came out and caused some friction, and then that would have made sense for them for her to look at Rhea, then her look at EO, and then Bailey be like, Well, I'm gonna challenge the best person out of the two of you, and then damage control jumps her and then pre tries to force her to go against Rhea that way. And I can explain that, and then they can drag it out another week and then actually have a good fucking promo instead of whatever that damn thing was. I don't that that yeah that was man, that, painful that, to watch. that was hard to get through, dude. That was very hard to get through. Um, uh, man. Um, also, have you guys noticed? Have you been seeing this? I've been seeing on uh, some of the YouTube guys that I've watched, but uh, Drew McIntyre's social media. Mm-mm. Uh, so you know the meme uh from the show The Flash where they're at the funeral and the Flash is taking a picture like this in front of the tombstone doing that yeah, picture. Yeah. So yeah. Drew put his face on that and it said CM Punk's WrestleMania Dreams was on the gravestone. Oh wow. And then um he also did a video of himself drinking prime saying, Oh, I want to go do some tricep workouts. Can't risk getting injured. And then him just working out doing triceps and zooming on his <laughs> tricep. Like, yo, who is his social media manager right now? Like, why is he on a hundred right now? That, that here's the thing. Like, if I'm thinking like for like if I'm trying to be forward thinking here, since McIntyre was the one to and see the whole thing with like Cody Rhodes and Roman combining the tiles, I think that's fucking stupid. Stupid. What would what would be what would what would draw more money? Okay. Drew McIntyre beat the shit out of CM Punk. CM Punk obviously can't go to WrestleMania because he's injured, and Drew McIntyre was the reason for his injury. Why not do this? Why not at some point in 2024 let Drew McIntyre win the World Heavyweight Championship? Then at the following Rumble, Punk wins the actual Rumble and goes on and faces Drew McIntyre. He gets this. He gets his WrestleMania main event. He gets a championship and he gets revenge on Drew McIntyre. The shit writes itself. So my issue is right now. Wrestle, uh, WWE has an issue. It ha- hasn't had in a while. Well, since the Attitude Era, really uh, having too many top stars and not enough space. Uh, there's yeah this this the roster that wwe has right now it's too fucking powerful <laughs> i think it's more stacked than the attitude era was yeah yeah is it and the sta- attitude it, era was stacked is it more stacked than ruthless aggression yes yeah 
Because the Attitude Era up until this point was the most stacked a WWE roster had ever been. And And now there's so much guys. Like, to be honest, I don't know if there's an actual mid-card guy right now in WWE. No. Uh, I could... There's a few guys I could see mid card, and by mid card, I'm using the mid card as a placeholder term because I'm, I'm thinking about guys who have not like competed for like the world heavyweight championship yet. Those guys, you know, like, like if we're thinking like in my head, like the top guys. Here, let me explain sure. what I mean. I'm trying to, I'm trying and, to, hold on, but hold on, before you say this, this is these are people that are not in the tag team division, like these are actual solo single guys, yeah, solo single guys okay. who have not competed for a world championship. Uh, now, Intercontinental title, I mean, that's your workhorse title, but even your Intercontinental champion is a fucking main eventer. So, you know what question, I mean? So, so my, my question is I can't seem to remember, but back in the day when it was the workhorse title and you, you know, you'd have your guy, he'd have the title, the next guy up, and then he'd lose it and he'd challenge for the um, heavyweight title. Yeah. How, yes. the fuck, how the fuck did they take that off the guy? Because I can't think about. The only oh, way, the only way I think that you could take the title off of Gunther without it, without him looking either stupid or bad, is either in a ladder match where he's uncomfortable, and then he has an out to say he didn't technically lose the match because he. Which the only other way, I, the only other way I think to do it is fucking bring in Ilya Dragon off and let it because he's already beat him once, you know. Like only, only I, know. Can, I can see it, they triple threat, and then they Gunther gets injured or unconscious or something like because there's no. They've built him up in such a way that it doesn't make sense any other way besides because you can't pin him cleanly. But the mm. but see the but, but see the the triple threat thing. That's iffy too because he just beat McIntyre and Sheamus in a triple threat at Mania this past year. Yeah, but Sheamus. So, I mean, Drew was the only guy I consider in that match that capable of. Sheamus is just. Mm, eh. You want to throw shade at Sheamus now? Like, dude, dude is seventy four years old and he walks like it. But he's still. I mean, he had a good run for a while, for a long time. I mean, yeah, yeah back he, in he, 2008. It was still a good run. I'm no, just um, no, uh, I like, I'm trying to think of like the only person I can think of coming up and making it make sense is Braun Breaker. Like, that's oh. about it. <laughs> oh, okay. What? <laughs> Do you not like Braun Breaker? No, I love Braun Breaker. I think he's great. But what you bring up Braun Breaker it makes me think of what Shitstain said earlier. That's why I said what I said in the chat that I think I think Vince Russo is a complete effing moron. We knew that a long time ago. We all Mrs. knew that. Ba- we Mrs. all knew ba- that. Mrs. Bagwell in a forklift or whatever his, it was. His his they talked about they he, he was on his podcast. I I why do you listen? I don't I don't listen to it. I was thumbing through uh uh, YouTube shorts and it ended up popping up. How the hell it well, it popped up? I don't know. I'm gonna say because his shit's never popped up. On my I'm saying feed. I'm not gonna plug. I'm not gonna plug it. None of you guys should watch it or listen to it. But I was scrolling through and he said, you know, Braun Breaker. He doesn't have the it factor. Braun Breaker doesn't have the it factor. He's not as he. No, no, no. Hold on. Let me finish. He said he's not a good. He's not a good a worker as Scott or Rick. He doesn't cut a promo as good as Scott or Rick. He does. Hold on. I'm not done. He also said that he looks too green in the ring. He doesn't look believable against guys like Gunther or Lesnar. Well, Lesnar don't I'm exist no saying, more. Like, so. Yeah. Les- <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just telling you what he yeah, said. And the whole time I'm, I'm like, you out of touch. Old fuck. Brain numb piece of shit. Like, what are you talking to? You could clearly tell that 
you, we, we always talk about McMahon being out of touch. Russo is just like that. Russo was out of touch when he was in touch. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> he yeah. had two, Vince Russo had two good years of television at a time when WCW was kicking the WWF's ass and they needed to do something to, to, to dig themselves out of the murky waters. No, 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 no. Time Call out. it whatever no, no, no. you want. Let me stop you right you there. Okay. He didn't produce any good television. He produced shock TV. Yeah. But in 1998, that is what people wanted to see. And that's the only reason why WWE was elevated to that point. Now, after he was ousted in the year 2001, thinking, oh, I'm going to come to WCW and I'm going to do the same shit over here that I did over there, then WCW will succeed. But then Vince is like, that motherfucker. All right, let's let let's let's make this right, you know. And then WWF ended up taking over, you know. But hell, by the time Vince Russo got to WCW anyway, the writing was already on the wall. So yeah. I think he just killed it. So yeah, all right. Vince Russo's quick, uh, a moron. Real quick, um, we're gonna move on to uh, Vengeance Day recap. Well, hold on. From here, we're gonna move on. Yeah, we're gonna do a Vengeance Day recap. So we'll... NXT Vengeance Day happened um, technically yesterday from this recording. Um, started off with the Dusty. Cup uh, men's final. I don't know if they're ever going to do a women's one again because there's not enough women on, on rosters anyways anymore. Yeah, not really. But mm-hmm. um, they had the final match was uh, the Wolf Dogs, aka Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin versus um, TMG, um, Trick Mellow Gang, aka Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes. Um, a actual team or people who used to be a team that went solo but still team together versus a team of single guys who just came together for this tournament. Um, uh, and lo and behold, uh, the team of guys who just became teams for this tournament wins it. Why? Don't know. Um, I guess to keep momentum on Braun before they move him up doesn't really matter. Has to be. Uh, yeah. um, the match was, uh, I think, 10, 12 minutes long, something like that. Uh, it was uh, it was actually almost fifteen. Oh, was it almost a fifteener? With, yeah, it was well, fourteen with and a fuck, half. With a fucking interest, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> um, it was listed at fourteen minutes twenty seven seconds. Yeah, we'll we'll go with that. <laughs> um, but no, it was a really good match. There there was some sloppiness uh, from the younger guys. Um, they're working at a fast pace, and we all know that you got to slow down in wrestling because if you move too fast, you fuck up a lot. Um, Braun almost killed himself and guillotined himself on the rope because he was going so fast that the ropes literally could not give him any give and was stiff as a board. Um, I've never seen that before. <laughs> no, well, there was uh, in other matches, and we'll talk about it. Um, the ropes were giving people uh, a Issues. rough time. Well, in this yeah. match, um, too, because Mello went for that, um, uh, his patent second, um, Second rope springboard moonsault, yeah, and he barely got any gift from it too. That so I don't know if they were yeah. just too tight or what was going on. But like I said, I've never seen anybody like the Braun thing. I've never seen at first. I thought he did the go through the ropes, like try to you know spear through and like did the big E and fucking dive bomb. Yeah, no, he went so yeah. fast. He literally went in the ropes, guillotine, turned around, ran back through. And then Mello was so confused, he stood there, took a shoulder block that wasn't even a shoulder block, <laughs> turned around and took a clothesline. <laughs> the thing yes. is, and Braun actually hit Mello on that uh, sh- shoulder block. So I'm like, how are you going to no-snow this man moving like 95 miles per hour? Like, come on, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, 
But uh, no, there was a great, great overall spots from both teams. Um, Corbin's looking really good again. He's looking like his old self, which I like. I like the uh, Lone Wolf Corbin more than anything that he's done on the main yeah. roster. Um, he, I think, when, I think when the best. The last... <laughs> I was going to say, when is the last time you heard the crowd chanting, this is awesome in any Baron Corbin match? Um... It's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> Talent, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say, um, I think Baron, I think the best thing for that Baron Corbin ever did was go back to NXT. Yeah. And I feel like now he's still like because I mean I I dug the Lone Wolf character, but the the Lone Wolf character worked in NXT, but then once it got it got to McMahon land, aka the main roster. He had to tweak it. He had to do his own little thing with it. And then he ended up now. The, now the King Corbin thing was okay, but nah. they didn't execute it the way he that I feel like he could have made it, you know. It's the same King gimmick that they've been trying to catch light in the bottle like they did with King Booker, where they he'll it's, make it's, something to a king, but it's not the same. Because Booker T made it work because he made himself a joke. Booker T <laughs> King Booker. Like Booker, that was, that was he, great. He, he turned it, he turned it up to Max and did a 10 out of on it as goofy as he could. And then he had just the right way of working because it's Booker T. Um, but no, um, there was an amazing spot by, well, there's a couple of amazing spots. Um, Barry Corbin and uh, Braun Breaker did a great spot on Carmelo Hayes. Um, Barry Corbin tossed up Carmelo and Braun literally caught him falling down into a perfect uh, fucking power slam, just perfectly timed power slam. Yeah. Um, that, that was very nice. And then uh, Braun Breaker, being the fucking Steiner freak that he is, did a back a belly to back summer. Because it's not even a suplex; he just toss over his shoulder it, into a cutter. It was so pretty, though. And it was and it was so well timed too. Because yeah. he looked back for he looked back for a second, caught him on the way down. Was like, like yeah, that's gonna that's like you know, okay, you're gonna run the mid card when you get up to the main roster. Well, su- yep. supposedly he's he's supposed to be signing with Raw, like that's well, the whole thing. Is Nick Aldis and Adam Pierce are basically trying to get him to come to well, one or the, the other. So. See, the, the thing that I'm liking the, about the brand split is they're making the brand split actually feel like a fucking brand split. They're yeah. fighting for contracts. Yeah, yeah. Andrade so, signed with Raw. Uh, Naomi, Naomi and Tiffany Stratton signed with SmackDown. Um, I think Andrade's the only one that I know of. I think I think Raw's going to get Braun Breaker. I think I think they're going to. Um, didn't uh, Raw also signed uh, Jade Cargill? Did they? Uh, yes. No. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Raw had Jade Cargill. Well, are, yeah. or, or are they talking still? They might be in the talking phase. Yeah. All I know is that all these quote unquote free agents. They're making it feel like an actual, like I said, like an actual fucking split, like an actual rivalry, like an right. act, two companies fighting for the rights for somebody, actually. And right. it's feeling yes. great. Um, it's GM I, mode in, in uh, SmackDown versus Raw 06, basically. Yes. And, <laughs> what I, and I like the fact that this means that the draft may actually fucking mean something finally. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, they, 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 should... normally, they, do the, they do the draft two weeks after WrestleMania, am I not mistaken? Is it? I thought it was more closer I, to the I, summer. I thought I thought it was two weeks after WrestleMania because then they could reshuffle and do everything. It should all over it again. should be the day after Mania. I keep saying this. It should be the day after Mania, start of the new season, right? That way, and if there, yeah. and if there are any surprises on the Raw after Mania, there you there go. You go. It's a perfect time to do it. I, I agree. Um. So 
what were you guys' thoughts about uh also oh, the winners of the match? Um, like I said earlier for this was Braun and Baron Corbin um uh, being out Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes. Um Carmelo took uh he pushed uh Trick Williams out of the way from a spear from Braun and got pinned. It looked it looked weird to me because Trick Williams pushed himself technically out of the ring because Carmelo didn't touch him and Braun didn't touch him. So he didn't have no reason to be out of the ring. He just threw himself out of the ring. Yeah, that it looked very cartoonish. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so I actually seen that match and that was some poo. Because I was like, <laughs> nobody touched him. Yeah, no. And if him. that was my partner, I'd beat his ass. <laughs> I'm like, why did you jump out the ring and then look surprised? Like, oh, no, Dick, you did that move. He was like, jumping out the gym, all right? Yeah, like, <laughs> dude got speared and then, like, I'm like, dude, this ain't Dragon Ball. You didn't get a fucking wind blast behind it where you fucking went flying, too. I'm like, bro, this is poo. That's when I turned it off. I can't even uh, lie. You, you missed some good matches, then. Uh, After that one, listen, that, that diamond cutter, whatever his move was, that shit was a fucking screw up. I seen out like, come on now. I don't even wrestle. I barely watch it. What are you talking about? See that at, what are you talking whenever about? They, they did a move and then he went to go like, yeah, like that was weird move. That was the second yeah. one. And that's when Carmelo Hayes jumped out of it. It was supposed to be him getting out of it, but he did it earlier in the yeah, match. No, and he yeah, actually yeah, landed you can it. really tell he fucked that up, though. I was like, because he threw him too far back. That oh, shit looked horrible. I was but the like, first time he did it was hell? fucking gorgeous. Oh yeah, yeah. The first one he did, but that's what I'm saying. Like the second time he did, it, I'm like, bro, that shit. That's because they were bad. they were moving they were moving too fast. Like that's the thing though. They're young. They're, they've only been doing it for three or four years. They're still at that yeah. pace where they're going. They don't understand yeah, that. moments yeah, like that. Yeah, him, slow jumping down. him jumping him, out the gym. Jumping <laughs> out. Boy, listen, I'm telling y'all to splash shit at his ass. <laughs> okay, but damn, like you cost this. You cost us this right here, man. Which I think sure. it might it, it with that whole incident. Kind of led to the end of the show, but we'll talk about that when we get to it. Yep. So, uh, what were your guys thought about the tag team turmoil bullshit? I mean, I thought it was I thought it was a really good match. Uh, other than like the ropes were clearly either like, too way stiff too tight. or yeah, yeah. Um, and then the awkward the awkward finish where Trick Williams pretty much had to like just chunk himself out of the way. I thought the match was really good. I'd give it probably a B if I was given, you know, a grade. I'd probably give it a B. I I got B B B plus, something like that. First of all, guys, you know the only way to rate rate wrestling matches is for five star rating. Oh, if we're going with stars, I'll go with four stars. <laughs> Maybe Can I do three, three, three and a half because three? of that I think like, I think three and a half. Three and a half three and because of the way it ended. Yeah. Three three point seven five, you saying over there? You yeah, saying three, three, three three and three quarters. <laughs> oh damn ba oh baby Dave Meltzer over here trying to get everything accurate and shit. Carlos is probably giving like a one a one star. <laughs> nah, I'll give I'll give him a, a, a solid three. Solid three. All right, there we go. Sixty percent. There you okay. go. Yeah. Um, um, on I'm average, some, I'm watching some of this replay stuff, so you know what I'm saying. I'm okay. Um the second match was the second match of the night was uh, Dijak, Dijak and versus Joe, Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy's probably freaking the amazing, second dude. best match of the night on the on the card. And it, it it actually went longer than I thought it went. It went like twenty five minutes, like, didn't it? It went. Well, it was it was 12, 12 minutes, minutes. Yeah, but it felt uh, like it was so much <laughs> shorter. 
I felt like it went long. Uh, I, I actually, I lied. I did watch this match too, the Gacy one, because yeah. I thought it was pretty. Good. Dude's kind of wild. Yeah. yeah. So, hey. <laughs> but quick, quick question: Did the right guy go over in this match? Yes. Okay. Um, Gacy doesn't need title. Doesn't need wins. Uh, that's not his character. He's pretty much the new Bray Wyatt. They're setting it up that way. Yeah. Um, sort of. Are they? Are they? Are they? They're not going to the extreme, but they're doing it where he's psychotic and sadomasochistic style and everything like that. So it's he, a play. On, me, it's kind of a play on Bray. Sort of. Yeah. Okay. He reminded me like of an old school wrestler too. I kind of, I kind of did like his character. My only issue with Joe Gacy is that he's dressing the same as he did when he was wrestling down here. <laughs> hey, hey, yes. he's saying true to himself, though. Let him. I get be. that, but you're on TV now, man. Like, get some, get some tighter gear or something. Like, he he, he <laughs> gonna do it whenever he hit Raw or SmackDown. I mean, right now he like, he's staying true to his colors. Like, so I seen a, I seen a thing the other day. Someone said that Joe Gacy's an emo Trevor Murdoch. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? I mean, they like, what the fuck? They they they. Dressed as sex, they had the exact same gear. I mean, same gear, same body type. Only Joe Gacy's got the emo thing going on. I got, and, he's, and, right. he can, and he can do so, a handspring. I right, feel your boots, buddy boy. I don't care. <laughs> so is he like the new Cactus Jack character? Yeah, he. It, well, that's how he was in in the Indies. He was a hardcore death match. Well, he wasn't really into death match. He only he did was a not really death match. He did like two of them, but he he did hardcore yeah. stuff. He like, did he he, 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 no... he he did the Matt Tremont uh, deal. Like I think he, I think he did, I think he did one with Matt Tremont, and that was about it. Like that was what I think kind of got him. Though. Was it one or two? He might have done two matches. The, like the only that. one that I can remember is the one he had with Matt Tremont. Yeah, but no, unless he, he did he, one with like G Raver or Brad Cash probably. or something, I don't know about. But you know, maybe. But no, um, yeah, Joe Gacy is he's he's the extreme guy. He's like Cactus Jack, where he he'll put his body through shit, and he has since he's been in uh WWE pretty much. Like he's yeah. the one they really let do stuff like that which is surprising me um there was two really fucking great well three great spots um one spot is always Dijakovic's fucking finisher the feast rise is the period gts mm. um, yes uh, i think it's way better than gts and it's as good as uh zoe stark finisher because hers is pretty much the same thing the sling around knee which is fucking beautiful too um that's what was great but the first spot was the bullshit spot of Going through a table laid out with a bunch of fucking toy soldiers laid on them. Fuck you. Fuck I just you. see that. I Fuck just see that. Fuck Bro, you. Did that's what made me ask the question if he's the new uh, hardcore. You know what I'm saying? I'm he's, hardcore. I like, he's hardcore. He's like, hardcore. God damn. I'm did like, it not look guy. like, did it honestly not look like that one toy soldier got stuck, like jammed? Jammed through him. Uh, the one yeah. with the bad net that's like doing oh, this. Oh, oh, hey, he did his job. He, he knew what the assignment but the was. Way that, the <laughs> fact that that thing landed perfectly to stand up on his back, I was like, how the fuck God. did that happen? Yeah. First of all, where do you get them blue toy soldiers? I ain't never seen a blue one. They got them all. Uh, they got the multicolored. Yeah, they ones. got blue, yeah. red, white, green. Seen all, them they got just them. straight green. I, I feel like oh, yeah. I feel like the placement was a little off because it was too far. Where, where they placed the table and where Dijak was, he kind of had to go at a diagonal yeah. to hit the table. Uh, if he would have been like in the middle when he went for his springboard, yeah. Um, it would have looked better, but it, it was too far out too. Yeah, it was too far. <laughs> Cause like he, cause I think I think in his mind, he might have thought he was in the middle of the ring, and then realized when he was getting pushed, he's like fuck, cause he looked back and threw himself at a weird angle. Um, yes. 
But that was one of the good spots. And the other one was uh fucking the the taping of the eyes, the blind the duct man. tape. Yes. I'd be oh, so fucking mad though. Shit. I'd be so like, fucking mad. Taking that duct tape off must have been a bit. It's probably the worst part of the match. We're taking that duct tape. You ain't off. you ain't got no eyebrows after the motherfucker. <laughs> you ain't got eyebrows, eyelashes. You ain't got the hair in the back of your head or on the side. Nope, nothing. Over here, over here with that fucking weird bulk. Like when they do the fade, the- you got that weird setup before they actually fade it away. <laughs> Well, I, I don't know anything about that. I've been bald since I was 16, so I ain't got no problem with that. You, know, you didn't get a fade back in the day when you were rocking the Billy Ray? Motherfucker, I, ain't, I, I only had hair for five years Not of my life. Billy what the fuck Ray. you talking about? So you let it grow all out at once and get that luscious Billy Ray going. Bro, I did. Dude, dude my that hair, I, I couldn't Michaels. even do a mullet. I couldn't that do a mullet. That man had that Shawn Michaels. That, went from, that man went from Shawn Michaels to Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Paul Lee Scullet, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, he went, he went from bald, he went from bald to the Hulk Hogan Scullet to bald. God Y'all see how they do me? Y'all see how they do me? Yeah. In the matter, in the matter of five years, years. He, he was bald, then he had hair for five years, then he had the Hulk Hogan, Hogan Scullet, then he was bald again. <laughs> So I turned to scu- I, I turned so you had the scullet with the with the mustache. Let me find that. <laughs> boy, that boy I was sixteen. Handle, I, grow, I was sixteen, man. I barely I had no facial hair. At 16, you can't grow a mustache at sixteen. No dude, I didn't grow. I didn't grow a mustache. I was like 17, 18 years old. I get him. He got no mustache now. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Damn. Yeah. But uh, no. Um, I'm here all week, ladies and gentlemen. Try the veal. Tip but, your um. The, no, the, the this match I, I think it's the second best match of the night. Um, a lot of great spots. I, I feel like it went longer than what it did, and not in a bad way. Like there was there was a little slow parts earlier on when they were starting to first use the weapons and everything like that. Uh, they set up a couple of trash can spots that did take fucking time, uh, but they were still good overall. Yeah. So, yeah. what do you guys think about the match overall? Uh, uh I I'd, I'd give it probably. It, it, if we got the the star rating, the star rating system, sir. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll give it. Th- what would I give the first one? Four, three point seven five. Three point seven five. So this got a three point five. Oh, so you think this was worse than the first match? It, it's the second best match, but if if. Uh, I said this was a good four four point two five for me. I'm gonna say four. Yeah, I'll, I'll four. give it a four and a quarter. I'll go straight four. You're right. You're right. I, I'm I'm thinking opposites. Yeah. I was like, you're going down, but you're going down to scale, not up to scale. Yeah, so you're doing you are doing the Melzer scale rating system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This match was this match was the better match start. Day, but it, three and a half stars. What like what? <laughs> Had one too many arm drags in it. <laughs> yeah. Nine enough tables. <laughs> The um, army men should have been green, not blue. Like, <laughs> I wonder if the green one are the trademark ones, and that's why they couldn't use them. It could be. That's a possibility. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the match after this was was it a women's match or was it the? No, uh, was, it was uh, it, it was, was OTM. It was the, the family six, versus OTM. What does OTM even stand for? I forget. Uh, fuck if I know. Oh, those monkeys! Like, what kind of racist shit? Like, what the fuck, bro, <laughs> bro? <laughs> Oh, so you telling me that they aren't doing a fucking racist gimmick with those guys right now? The OTM with the Puerto Ricans, with the Puerto Ricans and the black guys, Puerto Ricans and the black guys. Yeah, 
OTM stands for out the mud. No, it don't. Why, why do we wow. have the mud for? <laughs> They're not out the mud. They ain't fucking country. Out the mud. Hey, 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 hey. Don't shoot. They ain't fucking around and got shot by Ouija. <laughs> Is is that any better? (laughs) No, like my thing is was they they literally are doing this as a fucking racist gimmick. Well, it's the same thing that they did with uh Hunico and uh Hunico who was uh and um Camacho and Hunico Camacho and uh Camacho ain't even Spanish, he's he's fucking fucking Samoan. uh, No, he's not Samoan either. No, not Samoan Tongan. Tongan. Don't do it, he'll show show up at your house. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) He'll kill you. (laughs) Yeah. No disrespect, Uh, Camacho. (laughs) Wait, is he going by is he going by something else now? To to a longer. Yeah, to a longer. I, I believe you, but but it's the same. I mean, they rode the the low rider bikes and everything, and they had their flag waving. I like when I yeah. saw this, when I saw this, was like I know these motherfuckers aren't aren't doing the racist gimmick. They started they started then I they showed the promo video. I, I skipped the promo video before, and um, I saw that they did like uh, they were talking about it. How these were this was their debut match at. at I was like, what? How was their debut? No, I, wasn't their de- no, they, I thought no, they were in the they fatal, did a fatal four-way. four-way. Yeah, yeah, they were in the fatal four-way. That's yeah. what I thought. Like, they had to win a match to get the title opportunity. I yeah, like, I-, I can't remember if it was Halloween Havoc or The Bash. I can't remember which one it was. But, <sighs> but yeah, I... <laughs> I mean, it, but no, they it was because uh, I because I, I mean because I remember fucking Hoovy super crazy and psychosis going at being the fucking Mexicals and racist shit that's too. Racist shit. Like, he came well, out of lawnmowers. Yeah, <laughs> and it started off with the ride lawnmowers. Yeah, all of a kidney McKenna. But no, but this, uh, go ahead. this in my opinion was probably the worst match of the night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It did have to be the worst match. Um, it was slightly worse than the the first match. Yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. racist, the racist, the black racism versus the white racism. Because why? Of course, the Italian no, has to be the Italian monsters. Racist. Yeah. yeah. So they they and it's like oh okay, and they had the women in it to do two spots. So I was like, I weren't even in a fucking match. Right. I'm watching it right now. That shit. So. But here's the thing. Uh, Tony D'Angelo is definitely not fucking better since I last saw him. Tony D'Angelo, I think putting him with Stacks and making this, uh, doing the tag team deal, I think it's really helped him. Again, character development, yes, but at the same time, it's helped him become a better worker in the ring. I would say that's one. That's one thing that people don't understand in the business. If you got a guy that's not understanding or not picking it up, throw him in a tag team for a couple of years. He'll understand how to fucking pace a match out. Yep, he'll understand wrestling after that. <laughs> Yep. But um, no, like, uh, I love, like I like I love tag team wrestling, and I was actually wanting to see because it was the only only tag match on the cards. So I was like, "Fuck mm-hmm. it, I'm gonna watch, I'm gonna watch it." And then it's like, mm. there was um, so the only the <laughs> only thing I remember that cool about this match, and I can't remember exactly the setup for it, was the tag team move that OTM did to Stacks. Um, oh, I know what you're talking about, and I I, um, I can't think of the. The setup, but it was really cool. Fuck yeah, that that match was probably the worst match. Now, like I'm going back and thinking about it, I was like, what was the good <laughs> spots? And it's like, there was a good spot. Okay, uh, um, and it was the tag team move like halfway through the match, so it wasn't even like a finisher or anything. Right. Um, no, it was this. This is definitely. I'm gonna give this one. I'm gonna give this one a a 
2.5. I was going to say two, two and a half. 1.7. 1.7. 1.7. Lozo said a one. It was a bad match. Like, it was. Like, it, it, it was. Like, y'all, 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 was y'all, cool. y'all are, <laughs> y'all, get, I don't know. 1.75. Like, we, we still all got to remember this is still developmental. And and the 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 OTM guys are super green. You can tell they're super green. Yeah. So it could have been worse. And like my mind, that's how I'm thinking about. It. Like it could have been worse. We've seen worse. This wasn't horrendous. It's not the worst thing we've seen. It wasn't. Um, it's not Jackie Gata versus and Brad and Bradshaw versus versus uh tr- no. Jackie Gated and Christopher Nowinski versus Bradshaw and Trish Stratus. Which is also the super setup. Why would you give that to be their first match against those two people? Because Trish was sort of green herself at that point, and JBL's a douchebag. Like, what <laughs> the fuck? Just would you... wanted to beat on people, and yeah. that's what he did. That's what exactly what he did in the whiskey. He beat the shit out of him, and then, and Jackie didn't know what to do because nobody told her what the fuck to do. So they, no, no, no. This was this was like watching. Like, here's my thing. I always put stuff in the scale in my mind, and like I was like, how bad is it? And the skill is is it is it independent new guys with no ring general bad. And then you go from there and you go, okay, if that's the shit's worth, the backyard wrestler, that's the worst one. And then you go, so there's a middle one. The middle scale is the indie guys that are green. And right above that is Eva Marie. Is it on a scale of Eva Marie? This <laughs> <laughs> is nothing Eva Marie, so I can't give it a one. I would rather watch two backyard wrestlers than Eva Marie. I don't know about all that now. I, I would, bro. Eva, at least Eva Marie looks good. I can at least look at her. But that's the one time where I, I, I found the the old man of I want my women to look good when they wrestle, mm. <laughs> and then I'm gonna traffic her to my twelve associates. Oh, <laughs> he went there. Now, if I'd have said that, it wouldn't have been funny. But anyway, we are, we, we, we are canceled. We are, are we? Canceled. Why? We're just we're just speaking the facts that are out there. This man was trafficking people. Oh, that, that is true. <laughs> All right. Uh, so from well, there, we one that we the... know of, there may be more that haven't. Kept no, there's, there's other. Oh, ones there's that's why, that's why there's a federal investigation now because other women has yeah. Yeah. They just haven't filed the suit, I guess, or to mm-hmm. put out the public statement or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, but from here, yes, let's move on to uh, women's wrestling. Um, the NXT Women's Championship match, which started off good and then sort of went flat. Yes. Um, Lola Vice did a cash in in the match. Yes, but um well and she she was good in the match. That's but, the thing. Like she had good spots within the match, but the match kind of just fell flat. Yeah, like, it just kept and it especially the finish. It went too long. Um this one yeah. definitely had to it, it it was unfortunately like right after that tag that six man or that tag match whatever the fuck it was yeah. um mm-hmm. and obviously before the main event so it's in that shit position of it has to bring up the crowd but what can well, you do two, two before the main event because there's one more match that's right um but no um it's telling the story of roxanne perez when she had her injury faint whatever whatever i forgot what that she actually actually hurt herself but i forgot what it actually was but the story yeah. about her winning the title but she passed out she had to be medically um, stripped of the title. Yeah, and uh, Miko Sa- yeah, Miko Satamora was supposedly she injured her in the match. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then she came back and got injured again and had to come back again. So it's always the point of 
She's also like 20 years old, so she's got a long career. If she doesn't actually keep quit getting hurt, she's had a long career. But she's actually really good. Um, but the thing is, like, she well, she gets to a point and then it comes falling down, gets to a point, it comes falling down. While Lyra Valkyrie sort of just got skyrocketed. Um, I've never actually seen Lyra Valkyrie wrestle until I saw that Becky Lynch match. And at mm -hmm. that point, you could tell she was super nervous and she was out of place a lot. And Becky was trying to bring her in, so she had to slow down a lot. To keep the pace well, and the right she way. was also trained by Becky, so there was the nerves of wrestling your trainer for the title. Yeah, um, but this match, she she had she's definitely starting to get confident uh, in herself. She was a lot more aggressive in a good way. Um, the pacing was really well. They were telling a really good story, and then there was a point I can't really pinpoint it, but there was a point where it got to the match where it just stopped. It was like it stopped being entertaining and it was just a flat match. And I don't even know what really happened. Yeah, I don't know. Uh and then there comes to a point where uh Roxanne hits a move on Lyra, Lyra goes out to the ring, and I don't know where burr, 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 burr. no I'm joking. Um, there was uh Lola Vice cashes in because she won the NXT breakout, which I didn't even know that was a fucking I didn't know it was a money in a bank thing. I, I didn't either. I, that that was something new to me. Uh, so what happened is uh, Roxanne hit her her finisher. She calls it Pop Rocks. Uh, oh yeah, the sunset people, flip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Amazing Red used to do it and called it the Code Red. Yeah, is it? Chip, Chip used flip. to do it and called H bomb. I did <laughs> the Hiroshima bomb. Yes. Uh, but no, it um. Also found out um been doing Duolingo and I learned that the word Shima actually means island. So hero, I forget what that means, but it's something island, even though it's not actually an island. It's still technically part of Japan in the middle, not one of the soft set islands. What but, this match was poo. Which one? The women's match? Yeah, the women's championship match is it wasn't poo, it just fell flat for some reason. Well, why did them two other girls come out and then the one that didn't so Lyra Vakri has the a fight and got a, pinned? So Lyra Vakri has a friend that comes out with her on the outside and does interference Aiden, shit. Aiden Paxley? Paxley, yeah. Paxley. Yeah, but Bailey. she, but Laura, Laura pinned a whole nother chick in yeah. one. I'm like, yeah. They brought in, well, they weren't going to pin Roxanne. And I think that's the only way they covered it up by not making Roxanne look weak because she was winning the match and she didn't take the loss. But you're bringing somebody who you just literally were setting up to be your next big thing in the women's division by having to win the breakout tournament, cash in and fucking losing like four moves. And the only thing I know about Lola Vice is that she throws fucking Taekwondo kicks. Well, she's a former MMA fighter. Yeah, but all I know is that she throws kick MMA kicks. That's all I know about her. Yeah. And she, has a, looks good. And, she, and she has a sleeper hold. Yeah, she's her kicks are more controlled than Zia Lee's. Um, yeah. But... She has three kicks and then a choco. That's that's it. That's all I know about her. <laughs> yeah. So I'm uh, gonna give this match a three. Just right in the middle, a flat three. Uh, two five for me. Where are you going, Talon? Two point seven five. I think, it was, I think it was. I think it was. I'll give it three, three and a quarter. Oof. That boy over there giving yeah. out brownie points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because there was some good. 
There was good spots. There were some but... really good spots in it. Uh, I think the finish fell flat because you had this random chick come out who was trying to attack one person and attack the other person. That didn't make sense. And then there was the 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 spot that we can't really pinpoint where it kind of fell flat. But everything else, like, was really good. Yeah. But the, that's why I, that's that's why I give it a two, a two five because the interference and you pinning the person that you didn't start out fight with, I, I kind of missed me with that one. Like, I would give it a three if it would have just if she would have pinned the person she was actually fighting, then I'd be like, all right, cool. But yeah, miss me with that one. I'm like, <laughs> if they were trying to protect Roxanne during this match, they could have just had Tatum Paxley, whatever the fuck her name is, do something interference wise. To screw over Roxanne to have Lyra still pick up the victory. So it's not a clean victory. So you don't damage her. And she has a reason to keep fighting for the title um, leading up to the next event, which is the Stand Deliver. Stand Deliver. But uh, no. Uh, the, no. There's no, Roadblock. The, yeah, no, Roadblock. That one. There's NXT Roadblock. And then there's another one in Savannah before. Um, Stand to deliver. Is it, yeah. is it is it is it is it one of the special TV events that they do, or is it a premium live event? The premium Roadblocks is a premium live event, isn't it? I think so. Okay, because according to what I'm looking at, the next NXT major event in chronological order would be Stand and Deliver on this uh, a TV April event. It's TV not. Event. It's not. No, it's not a TV event. It's a premium live event. No, I'm saying the Roadblocks is a TV event. Okay. Yeah, and then there's something that's happening in. Uh, Savannah that uh, they announced um, Ava, the new GM of NXT, uh, who really needs to get better on speaking. She needs to get better she, at everything. Yeah, because when she talks, she talks like this, and I, like her tongue don't move. And I don't know if that's like I I I don't know if that's like a like Condition. defect yeah. or 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 whatnot. But yeah. she yeah she yeah. definitely has a problem with her ths. Does you ever just... consider that she may be partially deaf? She's not. Deaf people also talk like that. She's not. She, she's not. Okay. I'm yeah, just she, like it's it, only it might be something medically. So I think it's just her. I think she has heavy tongue on THS. Yeah. Mm. Um, but so from this match, we go to the North American Championship match. We got Obafemi defending against Dragon Lee. I actually uh, forgot about that match. It was it was all right, but he, it was he's it was, over here tossing his ass. It's like yeah. it's like seven foot tall going against a three foot tall. I'm like, good man. lord, he's just hey. I kind of did like this one. I kind of <laughs> did like this one a little. Bit. He likes to squash. This is my squash match, of course. Yeah, yeah. Every every NX, every NXT like he like like Ola family uh Ola family uh Ola family won the breakout tournament uh and then he ended up uh. Cashing in his uh deal. I can't Contract? remember who Dragon Lee was. Huh? Uh oh, um, Dragon Lee was going against um um No, he, he cashed no, he cashed in on Dragon Lee. Yeah, but he was that... uh at the time Dragon Lee was fighting um Dom, wasn't he? Yes, because Dom was the the North American champion. Yeah, and then yeah. he lost it and then he lost the rematch, then Olafemi came in and um beat him down and won it, and I was just like I and, and I didn't watch any of the breakout tournament or anything like that, so I didn't even like know what was going on. And then I seen this this big 
you know, like holy shit, this like big ass this? Nigerian man, Niger- bro, <laughs> man, I was, yeah. I was like, damn, Apollo Cruz got jacked quick, and then I was like, and nah. then grew like four feet, <laughs> it grew four feet, right? Like, what kind of hormones they shot in this guy's feet, you know? But it's like, no, this dude for a big dude like that. I mean, yeah, he's throwing around a smaller guy and things of that nature, but like, I want to see what he can because because he's still green, like he was. He's only had five him. matches. That was his fifth right. match. Yeah, he's super right. green, but yeah. he definitely yeah. a breakout he, star because that dude's a, he looks like a fucking star. He does. He really <laughs> yeah, does. Yeah, the way he, he was he tossing was a, old buddy, that shit was funny. <laughs> yeah. So in college, he was he was a shot putter, like Talia said, but I didn't realize he went to MTSU. Middle Tennessee State University. Hey, you shout out MTSU. My daughter's finna go to school out there. You know. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, yeah. he did. Holy shit. Yeah, he went to MTSU and then um, he transferred to the University of Alabama and holds like shot put records for both schools now. Well, yeah, because when you can throw people Damn. 65 feet, then you can throw a shot put fucking 89 feet, I guess. Hey, when he tossed <laughs> into that fucking chair, that shit was Oof. funny. Yes. <laughs> but, no, this, this match was a, uh, a semi-squash. I call it semi-squash because, I mean, Dragon Lee still was able to do his thing, but everybody saw the writing on the wall. Already, yeah. Um, it was it was a good way to shine up, um, Dragon Lee to give him that uh, underdog uh, appeal, but we we knew what it was. Uh, <laughs> oh sh! Oh, I was like, what are you so, doing? <laughs> well, I, I I was looking something up real quick. Um, I was just you said like shot putting and stuff. It made me think of like like what's the shot put record? The world shot put record is currently uh, held by Ryan Crozier, uh, who is. Uh, let's see. He is uh, 31 years old who threw shot put for the University of Texas, and he has the world record throwing a shot put 77 feet, three and a half inches. And he did that in May of 2023. So he literally broke the record, the shot put record this past, uh, last year in May. So, yeah. Wow. 77 feet. 77 feet, three and a half inches. That's fucking crazy. That yeah. boy is launching. I mean, me? he, he te- I mean, he a Texas boy. I mean, he, he, he grass fed, corn fed. That's, that's, that's about to say. That boy was on the farm. You hear me? He never hit no way to that's the scary line. That boy shit, was man. Can you imagine that big motherfucker walking around Austin, Texas, down Congress, and everyone's like, Hey, listen, uh, you don't fuck with that school, guy. I went to school with a dude like that. Like, he didn't, he didn't even hit the gym, and he was just re- crazy strong you know every day at the school he worked on the farm I'm like bro yeah you crazy as hell boy he's just tossing shit and he played yeah. football he was just moving folks i'm like man hell nah, nah i did like, shot put I, I did, yeah i mean i did shot put in high school i've never thrown one seventy seven fucking feet jesus christ <laughs> all right so we are gonna go ahead and move on to our main event but now we're gonna get to this uh main event of the evening um which was um, Dragonoff versus um, wow, WWE actually posted the segment where the crowd chants Rocky sucks on their YouTube. Holy shit, um, I guess they're just gonna go ahead and just go with it. I don't fucking care, but no, main event of the night was the dragon, um, Ilya Dragonoff, the champion, um, hosting Trick Williams, the challenger, um, and a really good main event, um. My thoughts overall is if they weren't they were not going to let Trick win this match, they should have let him win the Dusty Rose title or uh, championship or cup, whatever the fuck it is. 
Yeah. I would agree. I would agree with that. If them, I think if I gotta say this, if they had won the tag team classic and then trick would have lost, then it wouldn't have made sense for the turn at the end. But, you know, I think it's all leading to something eventually. I think Carmelo's probably going to talk about it on Tuesday. Um, there was one thing that happened in this match, though, that I do want to talk about. Um, at one point, Trick Williams throws a drop kick, catches Dragunov, and he's busted his nose all to hell. Then Dragunov does that spinning discus clothesline. And he's and blowing him, uh, him right in the mouth. mouth. And I'm like, whoo. Receipt, boy. Receipt. Yeah, receipt, man. But <laughs> the thing boy, is, like, whoo. But the thing is, we already know that Dragunov is a fucking strong style maniac. So he don't. He, you're going to get caught regardless. You're going to bleed. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen a match in which Dragunov didn't bleed in, in some way, shape, or form. Well, yeah. he got the. Not only did he get his nose and mouth busted, but he had a cut like on mm-hmm. his cheekbone Cheek, too, yeah. which yep. is weird. Yeah. Um. But no, this match. This match is a. Uh, it's a. Uh, I want to I want to say standard Dragunov match, but it, it sort of downplays how great it was, regardless. Yes, um, yeah. But but with Dragunov, Dra- Dragunov, we expect top tier matches no matter who it is. Yeah. Um. I mean this this gets my nomination early nomination for match of the year already. Okay. I can I I I can ride with that. Uh, the one big thing. And it, it may not be big to anybody else, um, but near the end they were trading blows, and um, Dragonov hit uh, hit Trick with uh, like a big boot, and then Trick hits like a he goes for a spinning big boot, and you can audibly hear him. I I caught it watching it. Uh, he yells at Dragonov, catch it. Catch it, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and like a- as a wrestler, like we communicate in the ring, but you can't be so audible that the crowd can hear it. Yeah. And you know, if the camera who wasn't even at a close up caught it, people in the crowd heard it. Oh, definitely. definitely. Yeah. Um, that's one of those things that. Maybe it comes with experience of wrestling a person enough that you don't have to call that kind of thing. But I think this is their only, this is their first actual match against each other. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like, like we, we know from working or anything like that, when you're first wrestling a guy, you sort of have to call out your cutoff spots here and there or, you know, give them a the signal or something to know when it's starting to take the, the shine or the heat, whichever one they're doing. Um, and sometimes we're loud, sometimes we're not. But you gotta, you gotta. If you can hear the crowd, you can sort of engage how you're supposed to speak, how loud you should be able to speak, and yeah. don't just say "catch it." Be like, uh, I guess "catch it" would have been the only thing you could have said right there, or "counter" would have been the. I mean, but you got to give them quick. You have to do quick, short, quiet signals in some way, somehow. Yeah. Um, I, I wish this is gonna date me a little bit, but I wish that that wrestlers were still caught taught Carney. Um all uh, being able to do the signals or anything. Well, Is that Drizop? Yeah. What did I say? Wait, I didn't hear what you said. Bizak Drizop. A backdrop? Okay, see you can speak Carney. It's easy to learn. 
<laughs> yeah, but I mean, I don't even like it's I don't know it's weird. Maybe it's the way I think I'd be I think of even shorter ways instead of doing weird ones like that. When you're going for a move, just say hit or catch. Like, hey, you just take, you're taking a hit, just get ready for a hit. Because remember, when you're running the ropes and you don't know what to do, just yell out hit and just have the person be ready to fucking get take a hit. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what I want to do, so you better be ready. That's what I do throw it. It's happening. <laughs> I'll, tell, I'll, tell, I'll tell everybody I wrestle. It's like, if you get lost, just put, put me in a headlock. We'll go from there. Yeah, I always do a rest spot. Like, that's the thing. Like, the, that's what these guys have to learn. And it's weird that Shawn Michaels is the main creative dude, but he, and Carino's the main trainer. These are guys that know how to slow the pace down in a match. Yeah. They know, yeah, it, like, even if you're going high octane, they know, like, hey, slow down right here. Like, just take a breather. Like, it doesn't always have to be 100% all the time because the fans get tired. Maybe that's what it was in that women's match. They were doing a lot back and forth. And they were trying to get the crowd up because the tag team match kind of yeah, killed it. That might have been it because I'm still trying to figure out why, where it went flat. Mm. Yeah, that may have been it. Um, but, yeah, so this match, uh, from beginning to end, the match itself was good. The turn at the end was flat for me. Yeah, I it was agree. so it was so easily seen and dumb, and that's why I said it'd been cool if they would have won the tag match because it wouldn't have made sense. Exactly. Okay, that make okay. I get what you. I, I mean, when the, you put it, it in that perspective, it yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it not making sense makes more sense than it being forced at the end right there. Because if they yeah. would have won, then like, why did you do this, Mello? Like, Trick didn't win, so he doesn't have the title. So why would you turn on him? You guys just won the tournament. Yeah. And then, Appar- I think I think what they're going to set up is eventually it's going to be Trick is je- I'm sorry Mello is jealous because Trick ended up getting his shine because the crowd was 100 behind Trick with the whoop that Trick chance and things of that nature and it's almost like they kind of forgot about Carmelo in a sense. But hell, Carmelo's already been seen on the main roster, so it's like why he is on care? the main roster. Like he's right. Working, so why do you like, care? You know like he's he's working both, which is okay. let Trick because, like, get his shit. You know, and that's the thing, like. I guess they're doing that as it's like, and I know this is supposed to be a send off line here, his storyline. Mm-hmm. So why, why not do it where they win the dusty title, the dusty? Cause that's the thing he, he hasn't won with the dusty classic. Mm-hmm. Um, have him win that before he leaves NXT. Um, Cause he won NXT, uh, the North American tag title heavyweight or NXT title. Wait, did, he, did he win? The, did he win the tag titles? I thought he did win it with Braun in their story feud. Didn't they? Let me look it up I, real quick. I thought so. I well, thought I, let me, let me look it up real quick. But okay. even, even but like he's already won as much as he could have won technically in NXT. Give him a dusty win before he goes off. Have Trick lose it. Set up a triple threat at Send Deliver and have Melo take the fall to Trick. So Dragonov still looks strong. It finishes the story of Melo beating NXT and Trick gets to start the year as the champion. He was never NXT Tag Team Champion. Okay, he was NXT. He was he was one time NXT Champion, two time NXT North American Champion. He was the last recognized NXT Cruiserweight Champion. Uh, he was the twenty twenty one NXT Breakout Tournament winner, and he has an NXT Year in Award, having Match of the Year in twenty twenty three versus Ilya Dragunov at No Mercy. Yep. Like I said, the only thing he needed was a Dusty title, the Dusty yeah. Cup. <laughs> I mean. The only but, tag team title he has is in a is in a is in an indie called a Chaotic uh, Championship Wrestling, where he was the Chaotic Wrestling Tag Team Champions with a guy named Tripolicious. I didn't even know he was an indie wrestler. I thought he was a college guy they found. 
No, nah, yeah. uh, he's worked for Beyond Wrestling, Chaotic Championship, Liberty States Pro, Limitless Wrestling, uh, Northeast Championship Wrestling, Northeast Wrestling. Um, he's a he's a Philly guy. Yeah. Cause it sounds uh, like a whole bunch of Philly promotions. Uh, not well, well framing. Well, Massachusetts. Well, I was saying because of Liberty uh, Championship Wrestling and stuff like that. Yeah, Liberty Champ. Well, well, Liberty Championship is, if I'm not mistaken, it's in. Uh, oh shit! Uh, I can't remember the name of the city. I know it's, it's close to Philadelphia. It's not yeah. in Philly, but it's close to Philly. Yeah, but overall, uh, uh, well, tonight, we'll go ahead. Evansville. 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 Yeah, go. I was going to say real quick. When Melo turned on Trick, like he wears wears his leg out with this chair, mm-hmm. and nobody fucking tried to stop this. Like no. there was no refs interjecting or anything until after it had already been done. Then they come in and they're like, "Uh, you got to leave." Like, yeah, normally, um, like, it just it, it it was flat to me. Yeah, it was pre. It's so it was so easy to see coming. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that Dragonoff left after winning the title, rolled out the ring, and just left like he just wanted to fucking. You, you, made, it, you made it obvious. Yeah, like come on, man. At least stay there ringside or something, or you know, do the thing we respect. You know, do the respect thing and everything like that. Hug it out, whatever. Walk and then you walk off. Like you're showing, like yeah, this is one thing, and then have Mel like attack him or something. Like, like there, there could have been so much better. Set up and way to do this, like, like I said, you, the, right? Like, like you could have done the deal. I'm sorry, I didn't even cut you off. Like you right. could have done the deal where Carmelo attacks Dragonoff, and yeah. then Tricks like peel him off, saying, "No, nah, man, come on, let's not do this." And then he goes to help Dragonoff, and then Melo's like, "What the fuck? He's supposed to be my boy." Bam, and then attacks him after that. You know, like anything, anything else would have made sense, but what they did. <laughs> yeah, but I still give the match itself, not the story after, but like the shit they went after, but the yeah, story and the match the itself, match. five stars still. It was very good. Yes, I'd say four point seven five five around that area. Like I, I, I said, it's, it's, the, it. it's the it's the for me. It is the early nominee for match of the year. Okay. Yeah. Now I I agree. Early nominee for match of the year. I I'm not ready to give it five. I'll give it four point seven five. You know what? I can uh, I can still give it a four five four four point five. I, I mean, I, maybe I mean, maybe that, if I go that's back that's a Dave Meltzer five it, star for WWE matches. Oh, that's true. <laughs> uh, maybe if I go back and watch it, I, I could I could give it the full five. Well, we but... also got to remember that Trick actually wrestled an actual match earlier in the day too. Yeah, yeah. the fact that he was still able to pace with Dragonoff for the most part is impressive. Mm-hmm. And cycle, and, yeah, and cycle, go ahead, Loso. I'm sorry. I would say, considering they're like the B, the B class before they hit the big stage, I give it a a four point two five. See, before it was the better match of the whole of oh, the yeah. whole night. I will, I will agree on that. It, it was definitely. The better I, match. I think I honestly think it was probably match of the night with a close number two right behind it, probably being believe it or not the damn tag match uh, at the beginning. No, 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 yeah. not 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 stacks. No, Gacy and Gacy and, uh, and, and, and Dijak. Yeah. 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 That's roughly close. Then then the the Dusty Classic. Dusty Classic top finals. Yeah. We can all say the worst match was that six man though, right? Uh, even goes even go six match of six man because the two women did two actual spots and then we're done. Like, I, don't even, I don't even know who them girls are, to be honest with you. 
Uh, uh, one of them calls the 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 the, the colored one but calls herself uh, the Madrina, aka the 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 stepmom. <laughs> Wait, no, what? Madrina, oh, godmother. Godmother. Yeah, godmother. Sorry, oh. godmother. Okay, uh, sure. Yeah. And then the I other one, I, I, her. The I, other girl's name is Rizzo. I was like Rizzo, and I don't know. Is that Jada Parker? Is that the? I have no idea. I just know they call her the Madrina, and I was like, yeah. Okay, like we're really leaning into this racism. That's what just and how are we get away with this still. I I don't know. It's all a gimmick. Out Remember, the mud. Out out the so mud. over overall, uh NXT Vengeance Day, what would you give it? Uh, B plus. I go uh, B plus. Three, four. Stars. Stars, oh. sir. Stars into oh, oh, I, star. I thought we do overall as a grade. Okay, all right. Um I give it a three seven five, still better than a rumble. Three point five. There were matches that could have been better. Well, yeah, but yeah. it's still better than Rumble. I think that six man kind of brings it down a little bit, though. Yeah, three. I, I, I'm going to ride with low, so I'd say three, five, three and a half. I also said three and a half. Oh, I thought you said three and a quarter. <laughs> no, mind. I said three and a half. I said three. Roger said three. Yeah, Roger said okay. three, seven, five. Yeah. But, but yeah. Uh, all right, from here. We're going to move on to... Fuck, I forgot what we were going to do next. Football! Football. Yeah, real quick. Yeah. Um, so the the Chiefs and the 49ers going to the Super Bowl. Um, the Lions shot themselves in the foot by going for it uh, on fourth twice when they could have kicked both opportunities to actually go in advance. Yeah. Um, but that's Dan Campbell. We know he's aggressive. He don't fucking back down. That's why we love him. That's what the culture he brings yeah. to Detroit. Uh but I'm when not, does but when does going forward on fourth down become a detriment? And, you know and what Detroit, I mean? Like, Detroit never. Hey, here's the thing: Detroit don't give a shit right now because they were going zero sixteen at points. So well, when does not giving a shit become a detriment? I mean, let's be honest. Never, never. Uh, no, got, I, it, I don't know. About I mean, that. you, hey, you look you at the conference championship. It got you the conference yeah. championship. You, you got to look at it as Dan Campbell was going. He was going for the win. Yeah, that's why he went for it on fourth. Yeah. Uh, and he was trying to get the lead early on because he knew if they got behind, it would have been harder for them to keep that momentum. Yes. Um, but when they were up, but, but when they were up, they should have been like slow down the pace a little bit and try to, you know, just run it out. You no, know? That, that team does not. They're, they're high octane. You know this. High octane. I mean, high risk, high reward, I guess. But yeah. Um, yeah. There's still a then, big ass risk. And then um, on the other side, um, Baltimore dropped the ball. Baltimore, again. Baltimore. I don't know if they dropped the ball. I just think the, when you throw the, it into a three-man coverage, they, they, everybody made mistakes. Come on, on dude. Everybody made mistakes. Look, I'm coverage. starting. I'm starting to really question Lamar in this playoff shit. He's I mean, not really like. I mean, he he performed, but then it's like he he he's the new paint man. Is out. No, he's that's Josh Payton. Allen. That's Josh Allen. You're uh, thinking about. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's like he can't execute to get to to the big to the big stage. I'm not going to say Josh Allen because Josh Allen hasn't been to as many conference championships. <laughs> but we've seen Jalen Hurts done made it out there. Well, Joe I mean, Burrow's I made it but then I said they're they're close to to the same caliber of players. Uh, I I still think the Eagles have better receivers. Um, and. A better offensive line than the Ravens. Yeah, but Lamar's a, Lamar's way more aggressive too. 
He's also he's he is a better player than Jalen Hurts in the sense that he's better at reading the field. But yeah, this so one, that's what I'm saying. He yeah. he's not executing. It wasn't that he was executing. There was too much pressure on him. They were they were doing the smart thing of containing the edge, so he couldn't just roll out when he wanted to, and they were forcing him to throw into bad man zone coverages. That Michael Vick defense. Yeah. <laughs> and oddly enough, who who would have thought that Andy Reid knew how to block against a mobile quarterback? <laughs> right. Like he like like I Not mean, like, like he, he didn't have running <laughs> Right. Like he had he had fucking Donovan McNabb. He had Michael Vick. Like, yeah, he knows how to scheme for these quarterbacks, you yeah. know. And yeah. he's also he's always good at understanding how to contain an edge without pushing too far to where you get past. He he knows the ceiling. The, he knows how to tell guys how to seal. And Chris um, Jones is the a, an amazing dude. Chris Jones may be one of the best defensive linemen in the game right now, dude. He does I mean, not get his flowers. Game. Dude. I mean, it wasn't a blowout game. So I mean, it was seven point game. It was a touchdown game. Yeah. So, yeah. It, way, it, like you know, he. I'm just saying this is twice that he's done to my. I'm like, okay, I think you're gonna make it, and you're just like. Um. He just like, yeah. <laughs> I I just I don't know. I just think the Chiefs defense. I'm not saying he has to win the Super Bowl or nothing, but I just want him to get. I just there. want to see if he can make it. Yeah, I just want to make see if he can get there. Well, who's who's under the most pressure this Sunday? The Chiefs. Uh, I think the Chiefs I, I, are. I, I disagree. The Chiefs already won two of the last three. What pressure is on them to continue winning? The the pressure is on them to win. Yeah, they got three, don't they? No, two. They have two, but they, they're, they're, but there's one in the there's a break in the middle. Well, yeah. that's what I'm saying though. But they got three total with with Pat, right? No, they just got two oh, with two. Pat. Two. They've two. been to that's three, it. but okay. they got yeah, two. They, but he lost one. Two he lost. They, he they, lost they, the one to Brady. They won one. Oh, I mean, lost. You know. Lost to the Bucks. One. Yeah. And then now they're going for the repeat. Yeah. The pressure's on them being the Super Bowl, being the first Super Bowl champions in a while to actually go back and try to win again. Yeah. If the Chiefs, because last I time they, they lost, I disagree. How many so, times? How many? Go, no, ahead. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. How many times? Like how many? How many times? Like okay, you have this team of the San Francisco 49ers and Kyle Shanahan. Like Kyle Shanahan, if he, if the 49ers don't win, people are going to say to about Kyle Shanahan. You do an amazing job in the in the regular season. You have all these great weapons at your disposal. You have a kick-ass defense. What is it about your game plan that's not letting you come up short? You mm-hmm. got Brock Purdy. Hold on, let me finish. You got Brock Purdy, who is Mr. Irrelevant. And I know people are going to say, oh, well, Brock Purdy wasn't supposed to be in the Super Bowl anyway. He's Mr. Irrelevant. So he has at least an out at that point, you know? And they have a great team. Like, for me, there is no pressure on Kansas City. If Kansas City loses this game, eh, we kind of we kind of knew they were going to be there, and they were more than likely the odds-on favorite to win anyway. We can't say the same thing about San Francisco because they were in a division that we thought it was going. We literally thought it was going to be the 49ers or the Eagles, you know. So when the 49ers got there, we were also worried about like, okay, is Christian McCaffrey going to stay healthy? Is Debo Samuel going to stay healthy? Is that defense going to rise to the occasion, or are they going to fold like they've done in the past? You know, so I think that the 49ers are under more pressure right now than Kansas City because here's the thing: even if Kansas City loses, if Kansas City loses this game, they still got Mahomes, they still got Andy Reid, they still got. A great defense. They're, they'll be back well, next year. You know? N- n- okay. They still have Mahomes. That's a for sure. 
the yeah. the current rumor is Andy Reid's done. Win or lose Super Bowl, he's done. Now, has that been officially confirmed, or that's just the rumor? That's that's the rumor, but it's been rumored by very credible sources. The other rumor is Travis, Travis Kelsey's, Kelsey's done. Also done. Travis Kelsey is done. Travis I can see done. Travis Kelsey being done. Yeah. Yeah. So both the brothers are going to retire the same year. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Amendola came up one year apart from each other, didn't they? Uh, yeah, yeah. But if I was the other brother, I at least would have tried. Like, if Travis is going to retire this year, I'm going to go one more year and see if I can get. No, no, he's a center. He gets abused more than Travis does. I know, right? Yeah. So. The shit, his no. body hurts. Shit. So. Yeah. That money. So, Travis Kelsey oh, was drafted man. in 2013. One more Kelsey, huh? Hang on. It's one or two years. Well, uh, that's what I'm looking up now. Hold on a second. Okay. Travis Kelsey was drafted in 2013. Oh, oh, this Jason Kelsey. Overtime, 2011. Two I think. years. Tw- 2011. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's what I thought. Because, and both, um, both of them went to Cincinnati. Yeah. Well, yeah. the thing is, I also know that because Andy Reid was still coaching Philadelphia when he drafted J- Jason, and then he was coaching Kansas City when he drafted uh, Travis. Right. Hey, to be <laughs> they they uh, they on their podcast. Yeah, they actually. Um, Andy Reid talked to Jason Kelsey. He goes, "Hey, I'm thinking about drafting your brother. Is he gonna fuck this up? No, sir. He ain't gonna do it. And yeah. He hasn't. He so, hasn't. so he hasn't. that's no. why that's why I think that the forty are not the 49ers, The Chiefs have more pressure because if the rumors are true, they want to end Andy Reid's career with a Super Bowl win. They want to end Travis Kelsey's career with a Super Bowl win. You know what I'm saying? But that's uh, that that sounds like incentive, not necessarily pressure. Like pressure is uh, like if no, to uh, me, pressure is if you don't win, there has to be changes. Like if if the if the if the Kansas City Chiefs lose this game, even if Andy Reid does retire, even if Travis Kelsey does retire, they still got Patrick Mahomes. They still have a good vaunted defense. They'll find a way to get back to the playoffs. If the if the San Francisco 49ers lose, then we have to start questioning is Kyle Shanahan's offense good in the in the in the big moments? Is do we need to move from the quarterback? Is Christian McCaffrey or is he going to be reliable to go further in the season? You know, again, that's just me. You know, like having an incentive to win is different than pressure, in my opinion. I mean, you put pressure on yourself when you have an incentive to win because you want to make sure everybody goes out on a high note. But and you, also sure don't, you also don't want to lose a championship back again and be the guy, be the team that only wins every other year. I'd rather be the team that wins. I would rather be the team that wins every other year than a team that gets there once and doesn't even win at all. You know? I mean, I, you got to think four years ago, four years ago, it it was Kansas City and San, San Francisco. Francisco in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and mo and and, and uh, when when that happened, who was who was who was San Francisco's quarterback? Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Yeah, which he actually played somewhat of a decent game, but Kansas City's defense stepped up when they needed to, and Patrick Mahomes stepped up. And you also got to remember they also had Tyreek back then, and he was a way younger Tyreek than than what we have in Miami. Even though he's still a beast, though he was a younger beast back then, and he had all these extra weapons and stuff. Um, do I think that? Do I think that it's gonna like? I don't think it's gonna hurt anyone's legacy if Kansas City loses. I think everyone's. I still think Andy Reid is a top five coach of all time. Travis Kelsey's on the Mount Rushmore of tight ends. 
There's even talk about Patrick Mahomes being the GOAT. I'm not going that far just yet with it because I feel like he needs a few more years. I mean, granted, he's been to the AFC Championships all six years that he's been the starter. So, you know, and then I want to see what the, how the defense turns out and stuff. I mean, this game, it, it might be a little bit harder to call than people think it is, I think. So, speaking of calling. I'm on 49ers. Where, where are you guys going for, for the Super Bowl? 49ers. I want Christian McCaffrey to get his championship. Talent? I hate to I hate to say it. I want the 49ers to win, but I think it's going to be Kansas City. I think Kansas City is going to win it. Lowe's? I hate to say it. Well, just because I work with a with a diehard Chief fans, I'm going with the Niners. <laughs> <laughs> Against the grain, I get it. Uh I I'm going 49ers. I think they just have the the more overall complete team. They're getting weapons back that they didn't have in the the uh, NFC Championship game against the the Lions. So I, I think so what time what, what time is this uh, Taylor halftime show start? Uh, it's it's actually Usher, but <laughs> Usher was Taylor Swift. But um, yeah. it's Taylor Swift. Just, it's a Taylor Swift show with Usher performing. Look, uh, I mean, rumor is little, as a halftime. Well, rumor <laughs> is it that Little John and Ludacris are supposed to make an appearance. Yeah. So nobody you know. cares. But um, all right, that's messenger. <laughs> now that's our football talk. We're going to go ahead and go to the next segment, um, which is supposed to be. Our, am I the asshole? All right, am I the asshole? Yes. Um uh, and. Let me pull it up. So the title for this one is Am I the Asshole? Because the title is really worded, but it's my future sister-in-law is legitimately stupid and I do not want my brother to marry her. Damn. I mean, how the legitimate stupid is she? She got right, some. Where'd she you have, find that this? She, that she got walking papers saying that she, she's legitimately stupid. She's got she's got examples in here. All right. So my sister-in-law is breathtakingly stupid, and I cannot stand her, and I do not want her to be the mother of my future nieces and nephews. So example one, our father, talking about the person who's posting it and her brother, our father lost his left leg below the knee in an accident before my brother and I were born. And when she, sister-in-law, first came over our house to meet me and my parents, she, sister-in-law, said, oh, wow, it's crazy how... Um, you guys, the brother and the poster, didn't inherit that. We all laughed uncom- uh, uncomfortably, thinking it was a bad joke. She did not laugh. Even after my brother explained it, it isn't a genetic defect, it was an injury, she still thought there was a possibility that my brother or I would be born with the missing leg. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What hold on. the fuck? <laughs> Let me cook. Let me cook. I'm flaming her. Let me cook. What the entire total fuck? Give me the next example. Example two. Example two. All right. She she told us she believed in Santa until she was 16. Um, her parents her parents had to break it to her, and it broke her heart. Okay. Example three. Uh, everybody knows that joke. The P is stored in the balls, right? She thought that was real. She asked my brother, how come uh, P didn't come out when he came during sex? 
<laughs> she looked at that water play. <laughs> she wanted to get squirted on. Um, she commented. Yo, what is wrong? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong next example. She didn't. Uh, she commented that she never sees pink lemons in the store. She literally thought pink lemonade was made from pink lemons. Bitch, she side, to just side note, um, there actually are pink lemons, um, but their uh, juices are clear. Yeah, yeah. But you should have just gave her a, a grapefruit and cut it open. But there you go. <laughs> um, she yeah. didn't realize. She didn't realize she that. She probably wouldn't realize it. She didn't realize. No. She didn't realize Donald Trump, the actor, and Donald Trump, the president, were the same person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and speaking of Trump, she too tried to look at the solar eclipse without sunglasses, despite my brother pleading with her to keep them on. <laughs> <laughs> So she she don't went blind for a few more fucking minutes. <laughs> okay. Bitch. Hold on. There's still more. There's still it's, it's a long there's, post. You're there's lying. More. You're lying. There's, there's no more. more. You're lying. She you're thought, lying. She give thought, me more. Give she, me more. <laughs> she thought blood diamonds meant they were made from blood, and we found out because she asked, "How come diamonds aren't red?" Uh, <laughs> I mean, they are kind of made with blood in a way. Um, she thought in order to play for a city sports team, you had to be from that city. So it confused her when one of our players got traded. She asked, well, what other team do we have here? <laughs> she, didn't, oh, team. she didn't think that platypuses were real. <laughs> were they watching Phineas and Ferb? I'm like, Phineas and platypus ain't real? What are you talking about? Uh, uh, <laughs> She, oh God! Um, she Stop, wants. Wait, 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 wait. How old is so, she? Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Okay. The the the, the, the sister sister-in-law. Yeah, the time this was posted, Dude. she was twenty-five. The, okay. the one doing the dumb I, I, shit. I, I, no, there's more. Guys. There's more guys. Yeah, oh you're more. lying. God. You're Give lying. Me more. Give me more. <laughs> Come on. She, she once tried to correct me when I mentioned something being a hundred million dollars. She goes, uh, "Don't you mean a billion? Because she didn't think a hundred million was a real number. She thought it went ninety-nine million, then one billion. <laughs> um, she thinks. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, let me hold a hundred. Let me hold a hundred mil, girl. You good? She, she, <laughs> let me hold twenty till Wednesday. She you know think, what I'm <laughs> oh no, let me get through this. She keep, keep, yeah. She thinks the moon gives off light. I try to tell her it's the reflection from the sun, and she argues with me, saying that couldn't be true because the sun was sun down behind the earth, and it was lighting the moon. And if it was lighting the moon, it would light up the entire world. Ain't no fucking way. Um, she <laughs> she thought Obama did the "I have a dream" speech. <laughs> God damn! Why on February are you gonna say that? I don't know. Hey, hey, <laughs> Obama was all about that dream change, right? <laughs> no, that was Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> that was Michelle Obama Hold just on. had to go with it. Hold on. Hold on. Right. She thought Obama gave the I have a dream to be. All right, let me finish it. Let me finish this. I have a dream. Let me let me finish Obama this. Let me finish this. Um, so she goes on and says, I could go on for days. Now my edit this post as I remember more examples of her dramatic moments. She's been with my brother since he was in college. She was not in college with him. They met at a music festival. She literally said she couldn't 
she didn't want to go to college because it seemed super hard, which it is for some people. I mean, that's fucking viable. Um, I have such a hard time being around her. I do not understand why the fuck my brother see what why the fuck what the fuck my brother sees in her. She did not I mean does she got big titties? I mean that what other I mean do not I get mean, it. She probably performed like a porn star or something. Hey man. So it says do not get it. Do not get it. Okay, girl, your your sense of structure at the end is horrible. Um it's starting to infect her mind. The humidity's he, hurting her. He's a software engineer making six figures and she works as a hairdresser. So I see why she's with him. I want to ask him why he would want to marry such a fucking moron. Like it's embarrassing <laughs> when she talks and he brings her around people he works with. I would be mortified if I was him. I asked my parents about having an intervention with him after he announced that he was proposing to her and they told me no. And that they thought she was sweet and that my brother considered her his best friend and they work well together. So does no one else worry that she could make a terrible decision and severely affect my brother? Or when they have kids, she could put them in a put them in harm's way? What could she possibly teach them? It's not a matter of her being innocently stupid. She could have a real life consequences to be in this dimwitted am i the asshole so hold on before everybody answers we're gonna take a quick break i'm gonna come back <laughs> all right so we are back from our quick hysterical break um so um the question guys is she an asshole for not wanting her brother to marry this lady yes i yes i think she is the asshole because she's She's given all these examples of of why this this lady is dumb, and, and they're funny, they're hilarious. But she like there there has to be good qualities about her, otherwise the brother wouldn't want to marry her. the The rest of the family wouldn't be like she's sweet and caring and and all this other stuff. So I think she's just pinpointing all the negatives and saying, you know, like kind of projecting the worst. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, the sister doesn't have, you know, what I'm saying a sense of humor like we do for one. And okay, first like of all, you, said, you may not have a sense of humor, but this bitch literally said Obama did. I have a dream speech. That's just funny. I have such a name with that shit. That's but, funny as hell. Barack Luther King. But, but, but I'm saying, what I'm saying, Martin Luther saying, Obama. Though, like, like Chip said, maybe she has other qualities that she doesn't know about. And I'm not referring to nothing sexual. You know what I'm saying? Anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. And, and what kind of upset me was her saying, maybe she's gonna make him do a life changing decision. I mean, if they're getting married, that's a life changing decision. But I don't see you didn't give me no examples of her forcing your brother to do shit he didn't want to do. No, um like the you parents just said, you just gave you know, what? you you gave examples of stupidity, like blonde moments. You know what but, I'm saying? Like but not but not even like actual bad Nothing yeah. harmful. Yeah, like nothing like she I don't think she's stupid, I think she's simple. She might have been shelter raised. Um you know, because she, if the dad laughed at the joke, at the leg joke, I mean, <laughs> that's just funny. How come y'all they all laughed at her? You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, they're probably like, oh, she's just very innocent and just naive. You know what I'm saying? She might even be sheltered. I mean, yeah. Um, go ahead, Talon. What you got? 
I want to know how much of this is what she really said and how much of it's embellishment. Uh, see, one thing is, like, I don't think any of this is made up because there's no way she could have. I'm not, I'm not saying made up. I'm not saying made up. I'm saying, like, embellishment. Like, you make it sound worse than what it is. Like, maybe she did say it and just maybe trying to be funny, but then he... Well, she maybe she make it sounds make it, making it sound worse. Like she I, does, I she know. does claim that the that some of the things that the girl said, the sister in law said that the sister in law didn't laugh. She just she didn't think it was a joke or anything. She just was like serious and was trying to figure out what was going on. But like I said, I think she might have just been she's simple and she probably sheltered. Like we all know somebody that's a simple person, but they're not, you know, stupid and hurtful or anything like that. They're just you know you, know, you look at them, you're like they're a good person. They're simple and. Maybe um, some of the quality that she may have is like um, the parents claim that the brother calls the sister-in-law his best friend. Maybe she's a great nurturing person. Like she just has that motherly feel. Yeah, and that's, that's why the thing. Maybe, maybe he's, she takes care he, of him. So he takes care of her and wants to provide and protect her. Yeah. And, you know, moment, you know, she, you know, and just, be, just because someone isn't like, maybe like common sense, like, or even book smart in either sense where like, I mean, you get your yin and your yang, you know, you're like, maybe to her, she wouldn't make a good mother, but the brother knows her more than the sister knows her. Yeah. So he would know, Hey, this is the woman I want to spend the rest of my life with. This is the woman I want to be the mother of my children. So it, it ultimately is his decision, you know, and if for whatever reason he gets into this and has kids, if something does happen, what is going to happen? What is she going to say? Is she going to sit back waving her finger saying, ha ha, I fucking told you like you're a bitch at that point, you know, hell you're kind of a bitch now if you're really thinking about it, Yep. you know? So yeah, she's yeah. definitely the asshole in this situation. Cause what if what if he's you know bought in a real serious family you know they're real uptight and whatnot, and she's the complete opposite. She 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 brings the fun out, you know, what I'm saying gives her right. the excitement and the adventure that you know he kind of hesitant to have because you know we've known people like that. They they can have money, but they they don't do shit with themselves. They don't know how to have fun till they meet that one that one person that's goofy as hell that's gonna bring it out of them and they are gonna have. You know what I'm saying it's gonna change them. It ain't. It ain't what they can. Maybe that's what they're bringing to the table that he sees as beneficial for him. Right. He's exactly. Really they, they, they different strokes of different folks, man. They they complete each other. Like he's exactly. He's obviously. Yeah, there's he, something about her that really makes him say, "Hey, I want to marry her." So the sister needs to respect that. I think she has great social skills where he doesn't, because um, she Clinton the the poster, the, the sister post that um. He is a software engineer and she is a hairdresser. So she probably has a great people skill and social skills. Well, skill. she has to. She has to because yeah. she works with people yeah. on a daily. Yeah. And he's and, a software engineer. She can't be too stupid. No. But and, and hair all, is a fucking special trait. Right. But also think about this. I mean, if you're you're interacting with people all day long, how do we know that maybe something that she said she learned from somebody who maybe she was working with and maybe that's all the knowledge of the subject that she had was through that one interaction with this customer. And then when she said it in front of the family, maybe that's why, you know, the sister thought she was stupid because she said, you know, something and then, oh, she heard it from somebody else. And kind of like what you said, maybe she's just simple. You know, she, you know, you know, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I go as far as sheltered because, you know, but she could be sheltered because I mean, she thought believed in Santa Claus till 16 and her parents had to tell her. Yeah, that's coddled. <laughs> yeah, a little bit more than sheltered. That's, that's being too coddled. That's a parent's yeah. fault on that one. 
Yeah. But um, like, like my dude, like you didn't put a stop to this shit. I mean, um, uh, so everybody's got the same consensus of the sister in law not the asshole, but the actual sister is the asshole, correct? Yeah, yeah, she's a bitch. Yes. The yeah. actual sister that wrote it is the bitch. All she's right. bitch of the week. So here we go with the question of the week. Uh, here this, we go. This one's a banger. Um, something we can all relate to. Um, question of the week is: What's the worst punishment you received from your parents? All right. First one up is: I used to hide my report cards and say I never got them. My dad found out and made me hold his boots on my arms like a lateral raise. When I dropped them, he would make me do push-ups. He said, "You can be smart or strong." Man, my fucking traps look great now. <laughs> <laughs> that man put a Hercules to work. No. <laughs> All right. Teach you strength, boy. <laughs> uh, so it said, uh, it said, uh, my dad sold my Nintendo GameCube and games for having lost his watch. He found it a few weeks later inside of one of the shoes he wore the night he lost them. We'd be um, hey, look. That's we some fu- to be throwing some some hands. Man, some furniture gonna be moving. <laughs> Woo. Nope. Um. So <laughs> my this one, like, I'm, trying to read, I'm reading this one. I'm trying to think about it. What it said. My parents made me write a heartfelt apology letter to our cat. After I forgot to feed it. <laughs> what? Excuse me? Huh? God damn. <laughs> you repeat that one more time? Excuse me? My parents dear, dear, made me... Dear Kitty. Use a I'm, bitch sorry I call, I'm sorry I called you a cunt. <laughs> Uh, my parents. I'm sorry, I threw you against the wall. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. My parents made me write a heartfelt apology letter <laughs> to our cat after I forgot to feed it. That was the punishment. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Damn. Um, this one tied my hands and feet with the rags she used to cover my head when she prayed, and then she whooped me for ten minutes. Oh, what? What? That's <laughs> abuse. Yeah. That's yeah. Hey, he let, she gave him the business. <laughs> yeah, she gave him ten minutes of the business. Good luck. <laughs> that, that, hey, at least when he went that, to school, ugh. you want to go ten minutes? You want to go I, ten minutes? Uh-uh, I can't. Uh-uh. That that that's <laughs> I, I can't. I can't condone that, man. Not that one. I mean, don't get me wrong. I believe spare the rod, spoil the child. But damn, ten minutes! Like after the first two minutes, you're like, you good? <laughs> yes. All right. Take your ass to bed. Shit. Shit. I can't say shit. I got my ass whooped with a pair of boxer shorts down the hallway. Oh my god. Uh my father dropped my older brother off at the cemetery and drove off with my brother chased after the car. <laughs> the dad dropped his ass off at the cemetery and drove what a, off. What a dick. <laughs> oh. Why put a fence up? Why put a fence up? Them on the inside can't get out. Those on the outside aren't in any hurry to get in. So you're safe, I guess. Oh no, my no. lord. No. <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> what do you mean? No. No? That's traumatizing. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm like, really. How old was this little kid? 
Um, what 11, the, 12? The, the like guy that? that posted it said he was four or five, um, mm. but he doesn't say how old his brother was. <laughs> you were thinking like close proximity, you know? My that God, is, that is not that is not acceptable. That's <laughs> child abuse right there. My mom the made cemetery. me hey, drop him off. Hey, 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 where are you going? At least drop him off at the police station. <laughs> um, go ahead. So here, my mom made me stand in the corner for hours while we had company over because I was teasing my little brother. When we moved, you could still see my footprints from where I was being held hostage. <laughs> Good lord, lord. Stand in the corner, stand in the corner on your tiptoes. Is that like? Nah, somebody had his foot on his fucking back and on his neck. Apparently, goddamn, little brother had his neck, his foot on his neck. Tell me, yeah, bitch. (laughs) All right. So this next one, my mom came to my high school. My mom came to my high school, and I wasn't there because I cut, and then I missed the bus. The bus. I got home after the streetlights came on and just charged it because the whooping was coming. My mom and dad were outside. They've been divorced 15 years and hate each other. I caught it outside and inside. <laughs> 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 to cut that ass at the outside. Oh, finish you look, off. look, bitch, I hate you. If there's one thing we agree on is this little motherfucker needs his ass whooped. So let's do this. Man, that's some bullshit, oh, bro. Man. I've been done like that. I'm, my mom beat my ass one time and told my pops, and he finished me off. Oh, like, what God. the hell? I'm like, God damn. Lock your ass out the house when the street lights come on, you ain't in the house. Shit. If, I pull up, if I pull up to the house and balls you sitting outside, I'm I'm homeless now. I'm leaving. <laughs> what the fuck you mean? Shit, I started smart I'm going to stay at my homeboy's house. I'm, I'm, I'm calling. I'm calling. Hey. hey. Raj, can I yeah, ask, ask your mama if I can hey, leave with you? Hey, ma- hey listen, mama, can Chip stay over? He's like, no, I'm going to whoop his ass too. It takes listen, a village, man, advantage, I'm telling you. The advantage we had back in the days, we got to wear baggy clothes, so I had to, you know, double and triple air sometimes, so I was like, shit, I got to cushion that motherfucking blow somehow. Them little also, kids now, they with them skinnies. <laughs> Well, you can't do that, boy. They're going to tell you got on more than one pair of fucking pants yeah. on, boy. They're going to tell your ass up. Yeah, well, yeah, you wore Jinkos a lot, didn't you? <laughs> Man, I had a couple pairs. You know what I had some Jinko shorts and some pants. Yeah. Don't lie about it. With a white tee, huh? All right. Nah. Me and the white, me and the white, don't, don't, don't mix. Boy, I always end up getting a stain on this, so. You know. <laughs> All right, so here's the next one. Grounded for one month by my single mom. I was too big to beat, so uh, she took my power cord to the PS2 and left the console. She said, I let you look at your mistakes. If I wanted to go outside, (laughs) she'd take one shoe to make sure I'd come back ASAP. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, at least he got more. Modern problems have modern solutions. Listen, you can go in the next room, Roger and that's mine and punish me for the whole summer. And we lived on the last floor of the motherfucking building. So I was looking down like that. Hot, hot as fuck, no air conditioning. Hot ass motherfucking building, <laughs> window AC, One and then bathroom. that shit go out. That shit go out. I'm inside. Mom's downstairs sucking breeze and shit. I'm like, God damn, this is child abuse. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> was this when you hey was you this when downstairs? Was this when y'all was in New York? Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. Up in the third floor. Yeah, they, you know, Central, 
Ain't no central heat in there at that bitch unless you work at a building. We had uh we had window units and them motherfuckers went out every summer. Yeah, yeah, and they you don't know, they don't matter about the fan because it's the complete power transformer that went out. So hell, plugging in the fan didn't do no do no good. Y'all remember beat- this is the nineties and mid early two thousands. Oh god, the nine nine the two thousand, the nine nine two thousand. Yeah, we high boys. Um, y'all from now? Y'all from the Bronx? Uh, uh, was it Bronx? Yeah, no, nah, yeah. Westchester County, which is oh, in the god. Bronx. <laughs> oh, they ain't. No, they ain't. Which is his own. No, which what is borough it? were you in? Yes, it is. If the borough is mm-hmm. in the Bronx, bro. Yes, it is. Look at the map. Hold on. I'm going we're to Google Maps real borough. quick. Hold on. It's literally we're not part of, of a borough. Bro, you, it's 20 minutes. We're outside of the borough. It's What's the name of it? Los, Los. Westchester County. Westchester West County. County. It's literally 20 minutes from the fucking in. Bronx Zoo. It's not included in in the Bronx. The Bronx yes, is. is a whole. No, it's not. Tyler looking it up. Watch. He's going to tell you. Okay. Oh, hang on a second. All right. Well, you do that next one. The next punishment. <laughs> Kneeling on bare knees on uncooked Ooh, rice for five rice? minutes. <laughs> for five minutes. Yo, that shit. Have you ever done that? No. I'm not a fucking slave out there. <laughs> No, nah, I've Wait, seen somebody that they kill like that before. What'd you say? Westchester uh, County. No, no, no. What, what, what the punishment what? was kneeling on bare knees on uncooked rice for five minutes. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Hell no. You know, that's like a military punishment. That is a fucking North Korea punishment. <laughs> <laughs> rice patty. God. The closest the borough, rice oh, hold on. The closest borough in Westchester County, New York, is Yonkers. Yonkers is the borough. I'm no, just saying. Borough. It's not. It's part of the, it's part of the Bronx borough. <laughs> All right. What's nine? What's the what's the nine one four area code? Westchester County. Westchester County. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm looking to the. Yeah, Yonkers is in a borough though. Yonkers is a it's Porchester, Pelham, Pelham, White Plains, White Plains, Rye Brook, uh, Kernick, no, Rye Brook is, no, is Connecticut. It's Connecticut, yeah. Uh, uh what was the other one? North Shell, Yonkers, yeah. uh Mount Vernon. I see yeah, I see White Plains. Terrytown. Yeah, we're 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 the next we're the next station up for White Plains. Yep. Uh we're pretty much as White Plains, then it's us, and then it's Connecticut, Greenwich. Yep. Greenwich we're on, the, right we're on the outside edge of the Bronx. Where going. This man just don't understand how geography works. We're, I never said we weren't on the outside of the Bronx, but we're not part of the Bronx borough. It is part of the Bronx, bro. It's in that whole area. Hey, from where, where I come from, it doesn't matter whether you was born in Tyner, Brainer, Harrison, Nixon, uh, I'm sorry, Hickson, uh, East Ridge, East Lake. You 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 from Chattanooga. You know, if you were born anywhere within a 20 mile radius of the of the downtown, you're from Chattanooga, pretty much. So that's like my wife is from uh, Jasper, Georgia. And they were like, oh, where are you from? I'm from Jasper, Georgia. Well, it's a middle of nowhere town. It's just, bitch, I'm from Atlanta. Okay, there. It's like nowhere near Atlanta. All right, I got two more real quick. Um, All right, go ahead. So teacher called home because I was being a shithead at school. I came home to an empty room with just a mat on the floor and a blanket to sleep. Each week, I would get a piece of furniture back, and if I fucked up again, I had to start all over. <laughs> Wow, that's a damn good idea, though. (laughs) 
And then the last one. My dad beat my ass with a belt when my mom found a condo wrapper in their room. Only to find out my dad was cheating and he blamed me to cover his tracks. <laughs> wow. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. Hey Roger Wright is part of uh Westchester County. He's still on that bullshit. <laughs> I, 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 you, know, you know this man don't listen. Man, uh, I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> he doesn't know how geography works. All right. So now we're getting to our closing statements, guys. So um anything you guys want to say before we head out here? Go ahead, Chip. Go ahead. Uh <laughs> if if you haven't already, check out uh, Delicious in Dungeon, Solo Leveling, <laughs> Metallic Rouge. Which we yeah. forgot to talk about, but we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> we'll talk about it next week. Undead, Undead Unwanted Adventurer. Um, Sign of affection this, for you, Slice of Life people. Yes. Spy family uh, for the kids. <laughs> also, uh, if you are in the Atlanta area uh, this weekend, which is February 9th, 10th, and 11th, Check out ATL Comic Convention. Uh, you'll see see us wandering around with cameras and everything. Get your picture taken. Uh, tag yourself in on Facebook that you met us. Tag yourself on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Uh, we'll be at ATL Comic Convention all weekend long. Uh, and as always... Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on YouTube and Spotify. Yeah, I know if you had something. Yes, like just like what Chip said, man, ATL Comic Con this weekend. You know, we're really looking forward to it. You know, can't wait to see everyone who's going to be out there. Of course, if you're going, then you already know who's going to be there. A lot of big guests are going to be out there. Uh, they got a lot of cool panels going to be there. They're going to they're doing a Walking Dead panel. They're doing a Sons of Anarchy panel. There's just a whole bunch of cool, you know, cool celebrities that's going to be there. You know, Norman Reedus is going to be there. Ron Perlman, um, a man who gave me many a nightmare as a young child. Uh, Robert England, who's the voice. I'm sorry, the uh, the the man who basically is known as the the godfather of slasher films and Freddy Krueger. Uh, that's going to be scary. But anyway, uh, that being said, also, ladies and gentlemen, if you want, if you're, if you want to support movement radio, check out streamlabs.com forward slash movement radio forward slash merch and go copy some merch. Also check us out on all of our uh, uh, social media platforms, Facebook, X, Instagram, TikTok. we got a lot of cool stuff coming down the pike and uh, really looking forward to this weekend. I think it's going to be pretty fun. And uh, Los, anything you want to say before we bounce out of here? No, nah, man, as always, I appreciate you guys letting me come through and hang out with you guys. We appreciate you coming yeah. through and wanting to hang out with us. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. It's always a blast. Hey, is there. Uh, Roger, you got any final words? Um, let us know how your parents used to beat your asses. I want to know that. Go ahead. <laughs> Who you had to a damn With a damn pair of boxer shorts? <laughs> uh no, it could be like that one video where the dude was uh talking back to his dad, so his dad gave him boxing gloves and told him if he wanted to be a man, he had to beat a man first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, way, that, that's, that's, that's how you do it. Uh, that's called John W. still, but yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you don't hit him hard, just, you know. You just knock him out once or twice. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You know, they'll wake up. You can knock him out. They're still breathing. They ain't dead. You'll be yeah, fine. You don't, need, you don't need concussion protocols anywhere. No. 
couple of body shots. It'll be fine. He'll shit blood for a couple of days, but he'll be okay. It's going to get stronger. Anyway. You got to uh, learn. <laughs> you got to learn. Right. Fuck around and find out. Exactly. But uh, uh, these, these are all jokes, by the way. We don't need defects. Come and ask me no damn questions later on. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, sure. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> you got something in your eye? Uh, no cap. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, oh, God. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for t- uh, checking us out tonight, man. We really do appreciate you guys, all the love and support you guys have been giving us. Like what we said, streamlabs.com. Check us out right here on Spotify and YouTube. Uh, again, all of our social platforms. And if you're in, if you're going to be in Atlanta this weekend, can't wait to see you. Can't wait to hang out with you. And until next time, thank you for watching. I'm Talon Williams. I'm Chip Hazard. I'm Roger Sierra. And I'm Loso. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.